This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery. Yes. Oh, I don't know why I'm saying so bloody excited. I mean, it, oh, after the absolute... What did I call it? It was an absolute shit show of a clusterfuck of an omni-shambles. But there you go. Anyway, I'm Stanford Chidge, uh, and of course this is the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, I've got with me the uh, wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I know, mate. I know. I know how you feel. Uh, can we? Do you think we might be able to cheer ourselves up with a nice guest tonight? Well, not guests, because we decided, didn't we, last week, we don't have guests on the show. We have part, members of our family. Yeah, we have members yes. of, of people who are, are essential to the show working well, which without them we would, you know. It would not work well, because it would just be no. me and you. And it would yeah, be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be would, a bit that, like Chelsea versus Wolves, mate. As I've said, that would be a wank fest of enormous <laughs> proportions. A, pu- a pusillanimous what? A, a pusillanimous pile um, of poo it, you know that was something i wrote as an extra uh, on uh, on twitter ultimately but yes uh, pusillanimous wank fest i called it at the time indeed yeah so who's our who's our who's our family member tonight then oh god i've forgotten all about it oh god i don't know some bloke we just picked up random met him on, met him on uh, sunday didn't we randomly funnily we, enough we yeah. did randomly oh i know it's uh, mickey microphone it is. It's, yeah, good old. But certainly the MM aspect yes, of it. Yes. Very similar, yes. No, it is, of course, the great, the great, yeah. great Stamford Bridge. It is, of course, Mr. Mark Meehan. Good evening, everybody. Uh, good evening, people at home listening on Mixler. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast PMT. PMT? Post-match, the- post-match therapy. Oh, right. Yes, premenstrual tension. I thought that would also that would no, probably that's... be equally applicable given our age and, and mood swings. But there you go. Yeah. Yes, indeed, Mark. Um, 
Yes, I mean, it, I, you know, I, I was right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this later. So I'll get, I'll get the, 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 you know, the usual rubbish out of the way first. Um, the title of tonight's show is "Little Pigs Two Wolves Four. Chelsea fancast number 1106. Uh, I chose that title because of the five that I wrote. I said this to Mark before uh, we did the Troubadour gig. I showed him the five different titles that I had come up with during the match to, to, and said, I said, the, when we're really bad, I come up with lots of titles for the show during the match. And this is a good barometer that I came up with five. He laughed most. At, actually, I wrote it as Little Pigs 1, Wolves 3 because that's mm. when I wrote it. I've had to amend it to take account of the final score so that's why it's called little pigs two wolves four which seemed very appropriate saying as wolves blew our bloody house down but there you go um right mixler don't forget you can listen to the show live live every monday and friday at uh, 7 30 p.m there or thereabouts uh by going to mixler which is chelsea hyphen fancast dot mixler.com where of course you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you do. It's lovely to see. Bloody hell, there's loads of people in here tonight. It's like watching an accident on a motorway, isn't it? I think that's. I think there's a lot of rubbernecking going on. Oh, I wonder how mental JK and Chidge will be tonight. Oh, I wonder how sweary it'll be tonight. We've got more people in than we usually have. Oh, yes. It's like, it's like Arsenal fan TV, but not. Because clearly we're not as rich as them. But apart from that, anyway, I shall move on. Lovely to see so many of you in there. We're only uh, pulling your legs, of course. Uh, right, you can follow us on all the socials, at Chelsea Fancast. Listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms, and the rubbish ones too. And, of course, if you do fancy giving us a lovely, beautiful, glowing five-star review, we will obviously be very appreciative of that. Um, and a very quick, 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 quick shout about Patreon. Uh which, of course, is another way uh, where you can show your appreciation of what we do, uh, mainly by bunging a few quid every month towards us uh, by going to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And uh, I don't, I'm very bad with Patreon. I know. I know I'm supposed to do all sorts of premium content and all sorts of bloody shit, but I'm, I struggle because I'm a very busy boy. But uh, what I will do if you join up is I will eventually post you a Carrie Dixon banner. And I, and I should tell you now. Um, that I will be posting them all out, the ones that you've been waiting months for, uh, next week, because I've got the week off, so I'll have time to go put them in envelopes and pop down to the post office. So uh, they should be with you very soon. Um, so you get Kerry Dixon banner, and also you can join our Discord group, and I will send you the details for that should you uh, wish to join in. It's quite fun. Uh, it gets a bit heated at times, but uh, basically everybody loves each other, and it doesn't matter. Um Right, after this very short uh, little sting, we will be talking about, oh my God, Chelsea versus Wolves. Yeah, as I was about to uh, to say, um, you know, um, I mean, because we were talking just before we went on air, weren't we, about the fact that, uh, you know, the Troubadour gig, Mark, was such a 
I mean, we needed it, didn't we? I mean, it just completely made me forget about the the match until I stupidly put talks. Actually, no, I put talk sport on on the way home, and it was basically full of Danny Kelly doing my sporting lives with various cricketers. So, actually, that really helped as well. I, I was kind of dreading it. I was thinking, oh god, I think, uh, I think you know, it was going to be like doom and gloom. But anyway, it kind of stopped us from getting too miserable, and I think we would have been very miserable otherwise. So, I'm really glad we had the Troubadour gig. Um, which I thought went very well, Mark. Kenny, uh, Kenny um, Swain and uh, Super Jock Finiston. I think everybody was there, enjoyed themselves immensely. And I can't remember how many times that we've had it now on the back of a bad result and we've gone to the Troubadour. Certainly I remember when Pat Nevin was down there and it was an awful wet day and I think we'd lost at home to Arsenal. And everyone trooped round to the Troubadour in the pissing rain, got soaked through. And Pat just lifted everybody's spirits and everyone just forgot about the game. And yesterday was very, very much the same. I walked up, as you know, I met Kenny and Jock afterwards. Um, Kenny, bless him, you know, we were a little bit late because he was so desperate to hear Pochettino's press conference and just gave up in the end waiting for Pochettino <laughs> because I think the press conference was significantly late. But they were so looking forward to doing it and they enjoyed themselves immensely while they were in there. And obviously they came, came to the pub afterwards. And... I think it helped everybody. They they were just great to listen to, and it was it was a good mix as well because I think J.K. started really well. Um, you, you learn stuff. I had no idea that Jock Finiston went to school with Jimmy Percy from Sham Sixty Nine. Oi, oi! Yeah, that yeah yeah that, that was a great way to start it. But then you had the emotion involved as well, and like when Kenny was speaking, I can't remember someone asked him the question when it went to the Q and A. Um, did he want to leave the club? And he said, no, he didn't. But the club had decided, and it was in that period where Shaletta was going, Frank Upton was interim manager, and probably Blanchet was on the way. And Kenny just probably went the day before. Um, and when he said he loaded up the family into the car and they were heading up the A3 to head up towards Birmingham, and him and his wife and their two kids cried because yeah. they were leaving Chelsea. Yeah. That was just an incredible, incredible moment. And yeah. you just thought, you know, yeah, a couple of people said, you know, we'll fucking get that with this lot now if they ever left the club. <laughs> That's very true. But it was, it was, it was just such a beautiful moment. He, he really was, even after all these years, he was just really upset yeah. to leave Chelsea Football Club. You know, I, I, I said, I said this to Matt, Matt Skilton uh, afterwards, mm. you know, when he was saying cheerio, mm. I was saying, isn't mm. it amazing that every time we interview these guys, it, it just... Even if, you know, like I, I made the point, didn't I, during the gig, but, uh, you know, Jock grew up, you know, died died on the wall, Chelsea supporter, grew up in the manor, really. Kenny wasn't at all. He was a scouser and, and, and a, boy, a, boyhood a boyhood Everton yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah. They all fall in love with this club. It gets under their skin. It's remarkable, JK, isn't it? Do, do you not agree? I mean, I always, I just always love that. Yeah, yeah. The, I, as you say, the emotion that comes out in the... Um, in these discussions, in these these the quest Q and A, or even in the the general body of it, is just um, is fantastic. He told a lovely story about Alan Ball as well about Alan, Alan, Alan Ball, Alan Ball, Alan Ball. Sorry, yes. Alan Ball. Sorry about that. Yeah. And, and um, 
We should have uh, sung uh, that, but I don't think he would have liked it because he was getting a bit emotional no, about no, it. No, funny I? enough, I know. <laughs> you, you knew that I was tempted. You knew. Well, I absolutely knew. Well, because, you hang see. on, because I because I'd read uh, you, this will make you laugh because you hadn't seen. Oh, by the way, people, we will talk about the match, but as you can probably tell, we're trying to put it off for as long as we can. Um, <laughs> Mark sent me a transcript of an interview he did with Kenny for the Eddie Mac book. And you will not be surprised to know that it went on for at least eight pages. So Mark is in writing is he, as he is on this show. It's, it's fucking phenomenal. But I knew about the whole Alan Ball thing. I knew that he fell out with him and that then he got back in touch when, his, when Alan Ball's wife had cancer. And of course, I knew, I knew Alan Ball from down here. My best mate's dad was a great mate of his. I used to see him a lot down here. Of course, he died, you know, very sadly. I think he fell off a roof or something. But anyway, uh, whatever. I mean, I knew that that was an emotional hotspot for Kenny, so I had to sit on my bloody hands and not do the Alan, 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 Alan Ball thing. So yes. You could tell, couldn't you? Yes, and you could tell that I was thinking the same. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but he, people, but he refused people to really enjoyed it. They did. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, and uh, we was we were talking. Um, for anybody listening, uh, uh, Kenny Swain is a. Uh, a really intelligent guy with great knowledge of the mini. He, he sort of put me in my place when I was talking about um, uh, getting shots on goal. And he said, no, uh, and the, they were lucky because they had deflections for the two goals initially. And he said, no, 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 no. It's the fact they got the shots off is what you should be asking about, which is, of course, absolutely true. But I was trying to make an excuse for why the heads would go down after the two goals. And he's right. The fact they had two shots on goal when the the two shots should have been prevented. And you could immediately see the the coach's mind working with him. And he, he's um, uh, he really is somebody to have um, on his own in the in the Troubadour again. Well, maybe and we will to be asked to be asked questions of that caliber, you know, about coaching. Yeah. It really would be a, a masterclass. You know what me, would be good? Getting him and yeah. Pat Nevin together. Yeah, interesting, yes. You know, but yes. both of a similar be... intellect, I think. Very, yeah, absolutely right, yeah. yeah. Um, look, it was great, and we will, we will stop waffling on about it now. Just make sure you get down to the next one. I mean, here's the, here's the law. The law from now on is, if Chelsea play at 2 o'clock on a Sunday, we will do a Troubadour gig at 4. Well, actually, we kick off about 5, but the doors open at 4. All right, so just... Every time Chelsea play on a Sunday at two, you know we'll be doing a Troubadour gig. So just get it into your heads and come along. They're great fun. I think if I was going to sum up yesterday, it was the absolute definition of a great uh, day out ruined by the football because uh, I, it's kind of really weird. I don't know why this happens. When it's really shit, I just see so many people that I'm really glad I saw. I mean, just a quick roll of honour. I mean, I saw Cundy, the lovely Paul Lagan, Danny Finkelstein, Jason Chuckles, Marco, Dave, DJ, obviously, Neil Beard, the, the legend that is Andy Cairns, Tom Broderick, Liam Toomey, I bumped into in Pret-a-Manger, Tim Rolls, Paul McAvoy, Matt Skilton, obviously, in the in the cock, and Tony and Dan and Tracy, Benny Boy, Dom, Phil Spector. We met John Dunn and the Bristol Boys. Stuart was in there after his birthday celebration. Pablo, Loza, Nick. Uh, Nathan I saw and of course Nathan was at the uh, the Troubadour gig to Mars Chris Knott I haven't seen for ages I love Chrissy Knott John Fleming I haven't seen for ages either it was great to see him Victor from Sweden a lovely young lad I went up to the bar mark to get a beer for me and Matt and this young lad hopped in and said oh you're Chidge aren't you I said yeah he said can I buy you a beer I said well 
I've just actually got got around in. Would you like me to get you one instead? And he, he couldn't quite believe his luck. So I, I bought him a pint, which I thought was quite a nice touch from me. Anyway, he was over from Sweden. They're all coming over for Everton at home in April. So I look forward to that. Kamal was uh, in uh, a few seats down the road from me in Gate 17. John Gordon, obviously. And then afterwards, I bumped into Donald Foley, would you believe, JK? Ah! Yeah, the legend that is Donald. We were walking up the Fimbra Road and uh, had a lovely chat with Donald. And, of course, Robin uh, I saw very briefly at the Troubadour gig. And Justin from Cork, he was over with a lot of uh, boys from Cork. He came and said hello. And, of course, Paul, whose name I always forget. I couldn't couldn't forget it this time. Paul, who I used to randomly bump into at Killing Joke gigs all the time. So it was lovely to see him. So, it was, I mean, you know, apart from the football, fucking great day. So now we have to bring everybody right down and talk about the match. Now, the first one I wanted to talk about was almost made it as a title, actually, JK. Um, Kaisei Do evens the <laughs> score. I mean, what a brilliant pass for Palmer's goal. Everybody's excited. And then he fucks it up not once, but twice. Unbelievable. Well, he started, though, didn't he, by giving the ball away twice in the first yeah. 30 seconds. So, uh, and being dispossessed. So, I suppose that was setting it up for the rest of the match. But um, uh, what can you say about the fact, was he being protected at all or is he just completely inept? You know, what happened when they looked at his tape in order to to uh, to uh, to purchase him? Was it him getting all the all the um, the tackles in early on? But then what about the number of times he gave the ball away? I don't know. We're we're seeing a, a facsimile, aren't we? We're not seeing anything near the player that um, uh, that Brighton had, and uh, um, I think this is one of the criticisms of Pochettino, isn't it? He's supposed to be somebody who improves players, and we're not seeing any improvement in the team at all. And in fact, after performances like that, it's got worse. So uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm fast falling into the uh, um, what on earth do we do? You won't get another manager who would be interested. But this one is just really not achieving anything well, at the we'll moment. Get, we'll get into that. We'll get into no, that. I know we will. I know in we will. In due course, because I, I think that... I, I mean, because the, 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 frankly, JK, normally I wouldn't be asked to talk about that because I've made my mind up. But it was so present yesterday. So we, we do need to do that justice. But I'd rather talk about... No, but it. I thought you... I think it's relevant to Caicedo. Ka, I just had to mention it because he, he doesn't seem to have improved it. No, and no. I uh, well, uh, in fact, they've got, the they've, got wor- they've got worse. Paul, uh, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so I'm t- multitasking and uh, getting it all completely wrong, which is why you should never ever multitask. Let, let this be a lesson to all of you, Mark. I was cut. First thing I was going to ask of JK where he was sitting yesterday. What they said when Kai Sade was taken off, he apparently either tried to break his seat or he broke his seat where he's sitting on the bench. I don't know if you saw that where you were sitting. Yeah. No, I, I I didn't. Um, there was no sign of any ruction at all, and I'm I'm really near to the to the dugout so that, that, that's why i asked yeah because because again it would have been the most aggression he showed you could, in the whole game so yes, I, I did <laughs> i did i did feel sorry for kai Sado yesterday because i know he gave the ball away early but he did that absolutely wonderful pass to sort of set the goal up yeah but what i'm trying to work out when i was watching it was was this him playing badly or and i think we have to give a lot of credit to wolves yesterday and gary o'neill I thought Wolves were very, very good yesterday. I know we might say we allowed it to be good, but is O'Neill the type of coach? And I know we'll talk about your team later. And he only came in to start the season, but no pre-season. That he's probably studied us and watched us 
And if you look at that first goal when they equalised, and it all happened early in the game, and it was Gomez and Neto, who were both very good. Yes, so Neto was excellent. They just pounced on Caicedo. And they did that a number of times yesterday. And every time he got the ball, bang, they were straight into him. And he made mistakes. He gave the ball away. They didn't give him room to breathe. No bloody protection from anybody else. You know, well, Fernandez, en- Gallagher, Enzo's no, no. miles away from him for a start. They're all miles too far away, away from each other, aren't they? They're all too far. That's it. That's, and that's He's almost doing what he wants, Fernandez. He almost does what he feels. Yeah. You find him around. suddenly up yes. with the forwards. He's suddenly back yeah. in defence. You think... Well, you've got Connor doing that as well. He's here, he's there. I wish you'd fucking care, Fernandez. Yeah. 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 So, and I, and no, I, I agree completely. Yes, yesterday got, got absolutely mullered by Wolves' midfield yesterday. And actually, yeah. it was probably right to take it. He had an awful game because everything he tried to do, other than that one pass, just never came off. You get continually a- ambushed. And, and and I know we'll, we'll come to it probably, but I'll, make, I'll mention that just in case you know we don't talk about Chilwell. He's probably looked at Chilwell as well, because we're, we're probably going to talk about Sterling. And he said, Chilwell will have no one protecting down that side. And I know we were yeah. talking about it yesterday. Well, and Enzo right doesn't do Chilwell. any covering for the for the, yeah. the left back yeah. either. It, there's no there's no cover. So if you know the first goal is down to Caicedo giving the ball away. I know it was a deflection, but Kenny Swain was right. You don't let them have the ball in the first place. You don't let them shoot. But the second goal came down Chilwell's side. He's, he's too far up the pitch. Sterling's not protecting him. And Neto comes in and puts the ball across it, and then it's 2-1. And, and I think, I have to give credit to Gary O'Neill, he's watching us as a team and telling these players, this is what you need to do to get behind Chelsea. And, 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 and it worked. And you do wonder, in the short space of time in Neil's management, no pre-season, he's doing a good job at Wolves. And Pochettino yeah. did have, which Potter didn't have, he had the benefit of pre-season, and yet yeah. we seem to be not progressing. As Jay Page well, I mean, you sort of talk about non. I mean, I don't know how you boys felt, but I mean, when we walked out, uh, I walked out with Daryl actually, the lovely Daryl Middleditch, and I, mm. I, 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 I was so fucked off with it, which is unlike me because I've usually got the patience of a saint actually, but I just had it me by half time. I actually yeah. had to go down and find Tony in the bar behind the. I had to walk because I'm in the corner, he's in the middle. I walked down to go and find him in the bar just so I could have somebody to vent at. So I was really fucked. I haven't, I haven't been that fucked off with how poor we've been for a long time. You know, I mean, when we were, when we were, sh- when it, under Sarri, when we were all fed up, I was just fed up because I didn't like him as a manager and I thought I hated the way he tried to make us play. I knew we were a good team, really. And we actually, we were still a good team then. But this was different. I mean, do you know what I wrote? No fight, no intelligence, no identity. No style, no clue, no fucking hope. That's how it felt yesterday. And I don't think I was alone, JK. With um, Sarri, you actually felt he was preventing them from being a better team than they were already. That was the huge difference. You you felt he was putting a a restriction on them to perform as well as they could because you appreciated the, the, the level of the players, the standard of the players. But in this instance... It is chaotic. It's a chaotic experience watching them play. And I have to say, I, I agree with you completely about the Caicedo situation. I think I think, I think think he watched the Liverpool game, uh, um, uh, O'Neill. Yeah, and yeah. I think he saw that they they stopped us from playing. In fact, they scared the living daylights out of us just by putting pressure on the midfield. And I think you're absolutely right. They decided that he was going to be the whipping boy and that they would get him and he'd give the ball away because there's no... What can you do if you've got two to three players on you immediately? And those two players, as you say, Neto and um, what's his face, the boy who scored the, the three goals, is um, 
are, are, are top banana. The speed, well, once again, it, it could tell you the, the difference between this, the, the, the policy that we've got with the players is the speed that they get the ball up the pitch was phenomenal. And no, nobody can live with it. Chilwell can't live with it because he doesn't. He appears to be a quarter fitness of the man that we we saw before. He's not dealing with it. Um, Gusto is a bit all over the place and fouled a bit and got yellow card and whatever. Um, but the the defence is on the is on immediately on the back foot because of the 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 pace of the coming out of defence. But I have to say, it's a really stock thing from teams that play a block. They get out of there and Villa play the same way. You get out of there really quickly. You've got all the players to take you by surprise in that. That's what to to outrun you. That's what the 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 division is about in so many instances. Liverpool play that way. They play up, go back to a block, but they press and press. Then frequently it's a long ball over the top. It's a long ball that they run after because they've got unbelievably quick players and it's set up. We seem to be just incapable of dealing with that which is yeah. bizarre given that, that that's what the division's well, about you know what you just... I, I keep it's, it, it grinds my fucking gears JK listening to pundit after pundit after ex-player after manager after commentator saying oh you know Chelsea quality team quality players oh yes very good player what the fuck has that idea that come, come from, from there's no down a fucking quality there reputation from all the players we've sold there's i mean how can they fuck it are they taking the fucking piss or what because yeah. i that's what it feels like talking of which i'm sorry but we got to do this again sterling is dog shit mate absolute fucking <laughs> the dog shit. Is he has to he has the, the largest number of, of of um assists because he he he, he what, provides crosses for the opposition yeah. when he gives the ball away <laughs> but he i agree completely he's not good enough he's not good enough i agree but do you, do you think it was fair he got booed off that? I mean, I didn't boo. I never boo blue. I just no, I didn't do boo it. either. But do well, you yeah, think it was I... fair enough? Because people have fucking had enough. Yeah, I, they've had enough of everybody. So, you know, it was... it was. But him in particular, yeah, I think it's the it's the fact that his body language doesn't actually go with, with the fact... He should trudge off, shouldn't he, with a kind of... He did um, trudge or, off. In his face. No, he, he, he goes off in a, a sprightly fashion, doesn't he? He can't help it. I thought he trudged off. Did he trudge? Okay, I thought he would look quite... You know, quite up for to it. To be I fair, think. I might have missed it because I spent a lot of time not looking at the pitch. Yeah, no, because he was walking off straight where I was, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I didn't even notice that Baddy Shield came on, actually. That's how oh, bad it thing. was. It is a thing, speaking of that. I actually thought that when he made the bizarre substitution of the two defenders coming on towards the end when we were 4-1 down. We were better. And I'm thinking, that makes great sense. <laughs> better late than never. <laughs> Yeah, I actually thought, yeah, one of whom was Baddy Shield. I actually thought we played better when he brought Gilchrist and Baddy Ashiel on. I thought we played better. Well, Gil, I like Gilchrist. I like Gilchrist a lot because he's got bollocks. I mean, we know why we like Gilchrist because he has energy, he attitude, and he gets in people's faces. I know. And he's well, common, he, mate. You know, he gets yeah, it. Yeah. Plays yeah. for the fucking team. The energy, the energy he's got. You actually thought he's running. Oh, he made a couple of terrible errors, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, of course he did. Legs. He's, yeah, he's a kid, mate. He's going to, isn't he? But, oh, I don't know. I mean, it was just, it was just, it was just nuts, wasn't it? I mean, talking of booing Sterling. I mean, I, I, we've we've discussed why we think he's poor. I'm fucked if I'm going to do it again. Um, I just thought it was interesting, wasn't it? The you know we we had. Uh, we had uh, "We're Fucking Shit" being sung, which I know a lot of people disapprove of. Um, I mean, you know, you could say it's gallows humour, 
but it's not going to help the players. There, there is a point to this, by the way. Uh, Roman Abramovich being sung, which I'm actually all in favour of, because um, I, people stupidly on Twitter, I mean, what a surprise, stupidity on Twitter, but people say, oh, he's not coming back, you know. No, that's not why people are singing. People are singing because they want to get up the fucking nose of Clear Lake and those fuckwits from the Blue yes, Co Company. Absolutely. And that is the absolutely. best way to do it saying, yeah. we don't fucking want you, we never fucking wanted you, we had a great owner, and we're going to sing his name to make that fucking point. So I'm all for that one. Now, you know, as far as the team goes, this is I, mean, I am actually now going to get to the point, JK. Or Mark. It's good, though. You're setting it up well. I, I, I know. I like to do that. You know, like, There's good expectation of what I you're know, going to I know, I you know. I've learned from the master, which, of course, is you. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I love a bit of naughtiness at football, as you all know. Um, but I, I have to say, I was taken aback somewhat by, arguably, Mark, I'll go to you, actually, Mark, the best thing that Jock said last night, which was, and I said to him, what did he think of the game? You know, and, and, he, and he basically was saying, well, he said, he, it's not hell, he can't, he said, you, we could destroy these young players' careers. And I hadn't actually thought about it like that. And then I started thinking about some of the awful shit we were shouting at them for most of the match. And I, I suddenly had this massive pang of guilt. Am I right? Was he right? Uh, well, you and I, you know, met as soon as the game was over. I was waiting um, for Kenny outside the press area. And I, I get the Roman Bramish thing. Uh, but the weird fucking shit, I'm, okay, Gallows him as well. But you say something like that perhaps at the end of the game, even booing players, you know, as bad as Sterling was, do you necessarily boo him? No, uh, maybe Sterling, because he's a senior player, he's, he's 29, he's played 500 games of football. For Christ's sake, we can't do it now and never do it. But some of the younger players, hearing weird fucking shit, even it might be intended as a gallows humour back to the, the Wolves fan sing it to maybe. But, yeah, that can have an impact on them. And I, and I think, yeah, it's, it's a real sort of tricky one because... You look at it, this group of players, there's talent there. You know, we might have spent far too much money spending a billion pounds, but there are there are some good players there, but they do fold easily. Um, and you sort of think of things like how, how resilient they are. And one of the things I was going to mention, thinking back to it, and we were chatting about Potter um, in the Troubadour last night. And you think back to what's the, the all-black coach, Gilbert Anoka, that Potter brang it, brought in. And I know he came in with a, like a, a no dickheads policy, yeah. But nonetheless, I think one of the things he was trying to he bring should have in, started at the top, trying, mate. Yeah, it was that whole thing about resilience, etc. But he probably had the wrong group of players because most of the players he was probably talking to are now gone because obviously they sold so many players over, over the summer. And you, you wonder whether this younger group of players now might have benefited from a Gilbert and Oka now. So maybe Potter was on the right track but with the wrong group of players because this this young group of players they just they fold so so easily because we made a good start yesterday. Okay, two unlucky goals considered. Kenny is right; they should never got in that position, but they went in by deflection. But the moment the second goal went in, it didn't look like we were going to come back. No, no they just yeah, and they, that's they and that is the wor they? worrying thing because it's only one goal. And and you know, and you like the heads go down. It came out the start of the second half, uh, and we go back to Sterling. I know you weren't going to well, but apart from that five-minute period at the start where they clearly came out 
you know, whether Potts did say anything to them. And Chilwood had that chance where he should have shot. Well, for some reason, I, I, you know, I, I, no, 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 from my view, where I was, watching, well, I, I thought, well, yeah, you know, well, I was on the other side. He scored that two years ago. I, well, he scored that yeah, two years ago. maybe. Yeah. I, 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 my instinct was exactly yours, Mark. I wrote it in my notes. But I thought about it afterwards and I thought, actually, yeah. no, I disagree with myself here. Yeah. He did the right thing yeah. and he actually laid that on perfectly. To perfectly Sterling. And to Sterling. Sterling should have and he put still the fucked it up. In, and he still still missed. And so, I think you know. that's probably the catalyst why Sterling got hooked because he should have got hooked at half time for the poor first half. And I think when you look at it, and I don't know if the Reverend Glover is listening tonight, but obviously Tony does his post-match stuff and it's when the likes of Tony, who is probably as patient and tolerant as I am, you know, when it comes to Chelsea, you try and look at the positive, has given up the ghost on Sterling. You really have to say this guy is just not working for Chelsea Football Club. He started 55 times. He's had 10 subs. He's got 16 goals. He may have assists, but he is 29 years of age. Other than Silver, he's probably the most senior player there. Well, I'm glad you. I'm he, glad... Shouldn't need a, he shouldn't need an arm wrapped round him. No, I, which agree. I understand. Well, he's, he's from supposed... people. He's supposed to be a leader. I mean, he's, as you said, he's a senior he's, member of the exactly. team. Exactly. 350 grand a week he, and all of that. He's the highest paid player at the club. Exactly. And if he's not leading, where do these young players well, look to for inspiration and leadership? Well, quite. And I mean, I, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that because, or, or Silver, because I think, JK, I have to be honest here. I think, I think questions need to be asked about Silver at the moment as well. I don't think he's covering himself in too much glory either. And, uh, I, I mean, I, 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 because I, you know me, as I said, I like a bit of naughtiness with my football. Um, and I did laugh when I saw Bella Silver's post, uh, possibly because I'm madly in love with her, it has to be said. But that, was, are, that, that was a bit are. naughty, really. That, I mean, very, that very, was that, a bit naughty. That didn't help either. No. No. Yeah, but what that she's saying help. is she's saying things need to change in that he needs to go to a different club. Or is she saying the manager needs to change? I think she's saying I... they need to go to back three, mate. Oh, she's thinking she needs to have a different tactic. Okay, that's the other option. You've got three options with that then. Okay. Uh, maybe she's talking about pubs, mate. I, I've often said the same thing myself. It could be that. You know, we, we need, need to change to our yeah. pub now, otherwise yeah. it'll be too late. Yes, yes. Many I a think time I've said that. Four options then from that that sentence. <laughs> it's then. like the Spanish Inquisition, isn't it? Yeah. Or, may, or maybe rather than get the district line train home, she might work to, walk yeah. to Earl's Court yeah. and get the Piccadilly line train. Home. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. five, five possibilities. Yeah. But Absolutely anyway, right. bless his heart. I don't think he's covering himself in glory at all. Um, which kind of brings us nicely to. Uh, um, I mean, I'm, it really is this bad, isn't it? I'm going to wait until later for that. I've got something to to talk to you about which will be surprised me bringing in here. But if, if, if it's true, it's too good to ignore. Um, here's the thing, Mark. Will they sack Pochettino? If they did, would he deserve it? And God fucking help me, Jose Mourinho, surely to God, is not the answer. I don't think they'll sack him yet. But I fear for him, they will do soon. Soon rather than in... in the summer? No, I, I, I think... The next, I said this the other week, the next few weeks are going to be really key. We've got Villa on Wednesday night. Go out of the FA Cup. Okay, not good, but we've still got the Carabao Cup to come to. We have got Shitty Palace next Monday, who are even worse than us at this present moment in time. And I watched the Brighton Palace highlights and matches yesterday morning. Palace were in a complete and utter mess. And you, you saw the situation where he didn't risk Elise at the start because 
the, the, the medical team were saying he can't play 90 minutes. They're 3-0 down to Brighton. The game's gone. He brings him on in sub and he lasts eight minutes oh, and he pulls up with a hamstring. <laughs> and like the Palace fans at the end are just raging and the players are trying to calm them down. So we're going there Monday week. Surely it'd be the goodness we get a well, result I, I, there. Mark, I can stop you there because the good news is I'm going and we know what that means. We're going to win. But if we don't, if we lose to Crystal Palace... I won't, I won't Man- get another away ticket this season from Dom, that's for sure, for, mate. For starters, but <laughs> we then got Man City away. Well, uh, and then we've got Wembley. We lose Man City, we lose at Wembley. I think things will begin to turn. And I think the thing about Pochettino is if we sack him, whether we sack him at the end of February, he lasts at the end of the season. It's not just... Yeah, this isn't just on Pochettino. Yeah, you have to ask about the directors of football. You have to ask about the recruitment strategy. They brought the players in. He didn't. At the end of the day, yeah, there, there is a thing about Pochettino will be the human shield for other others' misdemeanors as well. So if if Pochettino went, who else goes? Yeah, we've seen Potter go. We've seen Frank coming into him. Tuchel was a different dismissal altogether. But as the sex people said, no one is innocent here in, in all of this. You know, Have you ever had the not, feeling you've been cheated? Yeah, it isn't just on Pochettino. Yeah, he, he has, he's culpable in, in all of this. Yeah, I've said all along he needs time, he needs patience. But, you know, my word, again, again, I'm giving Tony some name checks because I was looking at his Twitter feed today. And I, he's, I don't know if you've seen what he wrote yesterday about trying to explain, you know, the concept of yesterday's game to anybody. And he, he took a line out of uh, Gary Oldman's um, Slow Horses thing on Apple TV. And he said, it's like trying to explain the concept of Norway to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Tony. Absolutely. Great. And that, that was, that was yesterday. You couldn't. It was just so, it was so bad. And you couldn't, how, how, can, how can you explain that? So to be fair, I just don't think it's uh, uh, just on Poch. It's on Poch. It's on the directors of football. It's on the players as well. You know, some of them can do a hell of a lot better than they're doing at the present moment. It's a malaise going throughout the football club at this present moment in time. Well, I, I mean, it's JK, come in, please. I just going to say, first of all, Potter played 23, 10th, 32 points, right? Pochettino played 23, 31 points, 11th. That's the comparison. So he's got more points, but he's in a worse position. Potter got, Potter got more points. Potter got better play. Yeah, at this yeah. stage, after 23 games, yeah. yeah Not yeah. Tuchel's games. That's Potter's games. Yeah. yeah. So Potter had more points than, than Poch. One. He's got one more. Yeah, he had better players too, if you recall. Yeah, if um, you recall. Which is the point that Poch made in his, in his presser, I think. Look... Uh, I don't. I don't think Poch is blameless. I mean, there's a very good case to be made that he's yesterday's man and he's not a winner and all of that kind of stuff. I get all of that, but uh, I, 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 you know, even if we just started with the players, I don't think they're as good as they're held out to be. Um, I don't think they've got the right players for the way that Poch likes to play. Okay, you could turn around and say, well, if he's, he's if he's any fucking good as a manager, he'd change the way he plays to to adapt to the players he's, he's got which is a valid point. Um, but I don't think the players are that good. Um, I don't think they've bought with, been bought with any rationality. And as, as I, you know, I can understand why managers always get the, get the rap because they're the easiest to fire. 
I actually, I just think it would be so fucking counterproductive at the moment. I don't think it would make a blind bit of difference whoever came in, because actually the problems are systemic. Those fucking wankers, Win Stanley and Stewart, need to fuck the fuck off and then go and have a look at themselves in the mirror and then fuck, fuck off, off some, off more. some more, keep walking yeah. for 10 miles, have a look back and then fuck off again. Because they are the biggest fucking problem. And above that, fucking Baghdad egg balls. That's where the fucking buck stops. It's not Bowley, it's Egg Bally who's the man making the decisions. What, what qualification does he have? to make the fucking decision to fuck up a cl- football club as royally as he's doing Chelsea. So, I, fuck, you, you could have fucking Guardiola in charge or me and you, JK. It won't make a fucking blind bit of difference until the but, systemic no, I'm, problems I'm are sorted sure, out. I'm not sure I agree with you there, Chidge, because I, I find his in-game management... Other opinions pe- are allowed. I, thank you. I find his in-game management peculiar. What, what, Eggballys because- or Potches? Probably if Egg Bally's coaching the side, which he may be, you never know. Um, but it seems to be Poch is the kind of conduit for anything that's happening on the pitch. Because when he doesn't seem to tweak anything when the opposition start doing something. He doesn't he seem to say, right, well, you move into this position or you change it. Or even tell somebody to to be in a different position or change the set the system. He doesn't do anything at all. And he still isn't playing... I'd have thought that if if we're so bad, can he not resort to playing the way that every other team plays against us, which is to play um, a low block and then get us on the break? Can he not change that? Can he not change the system? Can we not go back to a um, a five at the back? Can we not try that? Can we not try something that? Um, well, I agree. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing anything. No, I, 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 I'm not trying to exonerate Poch here. I'm just saying that no, no, no. it won't make any difference because the problems are much bigger than the manager. No, no, but I, I, I that, think but I, I still... agree with you entirely on what you're saying about Poch. I think yeah. his substitutes are mysterious. He picks the yeah. same fucking stupid players each week who let him down, Sterling being the prime example. He has no tactical flexibility, yada, 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 yada. I totally agree with you, mate. I'm just saying the problem is bigger than Poch. No, it is completely. But nonetheless, in the short term, you're looking at it and you think, well, they've got this player, this player like like uh, Neto. Neto, clearly gonna gonna you know he's the one who's gonna gonna score or do something nothing happens he's left on his own so that enormous pass from dawson where he sets one of the goals up um who is it somebody's standing in the middle nowhere near him you think surely they should have had a player specifically dealing with neto even kick him or something <laughs> make sure that something happened but no but that's what always happened kick him past. definitely i'm always <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what happened in the past he would, you know, he'd, he'd have got yeah. him. Ron Harris would have got him. They'd have got, or Dennis Wise would have said, "For fuck's sake, somebody kick him!" Because yeah. that—that's the way they dealt with it. There wouldn't have been you, leave him you, on his own. Gusto, to deal Gusto with chose. Gusto chose. Gusto chose to do that, but of course, waited until he was in the penalty area. And I mean, actually, I felt <laughs> I felt from a bit because, you know, he made he he he. He kind of almost made the best of a bad job because actually he did get some of the ball, but inevitably he was going to foul him and give a penalty away. And I've actually, I thought he was quite lucky not to get a second yellow and get sent yeah, off. I, mean, like, I thought he would. Yeah. Well, it's because it's the double jeopardy thing, isn't yeah. it? If he gives the penalty away, they tend not to give the yellow card. But, so, yeah. you know, note, note to Gusto, kick him before you get in the penalty area. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, no, but I don't, you know, if somebody's a marked player, change it accordingly. If they know that they've got these two quick players who tend to win games for them, if there's a way possibly of stopping them from playing, 
you know, even even do something amidst the game. Don't and I, if somebody said to me, "You're oh, being a bit naive," you know, that it's the pattern of play. Well, fucking hell, do something that causes the pattern of play to be disrupted. Change it. Do something that us as fans can then see. Oh, he's done this, and he's attempting to stop him from playing. Oh yeah, they've done that. All right, become slightly more defensive, but then bring Mudrick on, boot the ball down the fucking pitch, and Mudrick runs after it quicker than anybody else because that's the only thing he can do. The only skill he's got is running after the ball quickly. I thought he actually wasn't too bad when he came on yesterday. No, he wasn't bad. No, he I, well, wasn't. that's what I said to you. I said, bizarrely, towards the end of the game, he was still a bit shit. This trouble is well, the I mean, bar for him, for him. Yeah, for him. <laughs> yeah, the bar's so low. <laughs> but he was. That's why I said when Badia, Badia Shield and, uh, and Fishface came on I can't on at the believe end. that I didn't even <laughs> notice that Badia Shield came on. I kind of looked, 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 I looked at the match again, having like just averted my gaze for a few minutes. When did you fucking come on? It was like what? <laughs> I don't know. I lost the plot yesterday. I really did. I, I, I was, I was going. What the bloody hell is he putting Badish Shield on? You know, for Chilwell for crying out loud. Yeah. I don't mean enough of a bit. But actually, I, I thought, as J.K. said at the start, we were better at four-one down than we'd been for the previous like well, maybe, maybe Wolves had like taken their foot off the yeah, gas. Yeah, I think they'd taken their foot off the gas. Right. And even even Mudrick, I, I said, Mudrick did some things. You think, oh my god. But he tried. He certainly he tried to make things happen, which is a lot more than probably Sterling did in the previous sort of sixty minutes before he got hooked. Yeah. Listen, but you, you know you do, sorry, go on, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, you do still say to yourself, like, for the money we've paid for Mudrick, it's it's still not working for me. Well, no. I mean, look, I think my point about about firing, you know, Pochettino, and I, I think that, that we are all as supporters somewhat to blame for this as well, because for the last twenty odd years, whenever it's not gone, whenever it's not been working for us, we just say sack the manager, sack the manager. It's like, it is like a Monty, you know, Chelsea Football Club has been like a twenty-year running Monty Python sketch, you know, and it's always worked for us. But I, I just don't think it's going to work anymore because of the bigger problems which I keep going on about. But um, I also think, I mean, they've already got rid of two cool Potter, Lampard to a degree. They get rid of po- Pochettino. We're just back to square one, and we're going to waste more time getting us back to where we need to be because trust me people we are a long way down already i think we're in a, we're actually much worse than it's looking on paper at the moment so getting another manager in at the you know i just don't you know they got to sort the other shit out first now listen i got to you know you know what i said a minute ago JK, about it really is this bad isn't it it's actually worse than this um i i i, I should be honest with you i wouldn't normally do this because uh uh, it's a kind of a bit twittery, you know, a bit wanky and twittery. But I did get wind, of, I, and I don't listen to it because I don't listen to this bloody podcast, let alone anybody else's. But uh, Alex Goldberg's byline podcast, lots of people were talking about it on Twitter uh, yesterday and today. Um, because, and, and I mean, you know, love him or hate him, he does have some pretty good connections, does uh, does Alex. So, uh, hmm. So uh, this is what he he had to say. I'm gonna. I'm somebody very kindly transcribed it, so we didn't have to listen to it. But uh, the players are not showing the willingness to do extras after training, including leaving immediately post training and not staying. To, you know, just basically getting the hell out of there as soon as they can. Uh, the data showing players have physically regressed since the start of the season, showing a lack of progress, motivation, and some players, e.g., Caicedo and Enzo, currently uh, are basically overweight. Players not responding well to individual analysis provided by the data teams and have subsequently sought to receive less data information. And I, there was another one. There's quite a few of these doing the rounds and uh, they all have a slightly different emphasis. But apparently one player was shown after the Luton game 
two players running past past him, one of whom scored, and he laughed it off, saying it wasn't his fault. Uh, a staff member that's been at Chelsea for 15-plus years rates this squad as the worst he's ever seen, with no clear, capable players that are able to perform cohesively within a, te- within a team construct. So they're, they're not a team. Uh, an overall squad imbalance, poor squad building, players recruited that have excelled under a specific style system, positional play, and consequently lack independence and natural problem-solving creativity, particularly when needing to respond to adversity. I mentioned this to Kenny, if you remember, last night. Uh, the recruitment disconnect, too many voices in recruitment that are providing opposing view and lack of coordination, cohesion, and going in different directions. And I've also heard about the idea that they're all competing with each other, like, well, this is my player, I bought him and he'll be the next star. There's all of that going on. And while there's an acknowledgement of various issues Poch is dealing with, there's unrest forming within the Chelsea hierarchy. However, the concern is who would be able to come in and progress forward with this squad? Well, you fucking bought them, you twats. Um, Vivelle was ahead of it, clearly. He wanted to get the fuck out of town. Poch has not enjoyed working with everybody in the Chelsea setup. Uh, Bowley and Egg Bally put a lot of eggs in the Michael Edwards basket. When he said no, it was like, all right, let's figure out some backup plans. Uh, they wanted to convince us that we're moving in the right direction. Pochettino was meant to be the turning point of last season. And don't be surprised if they're extra stubborn to convince you that it's not as bad as it actually is. It is as bad as you think it is. In fact, I think it sounds... If this is true, and of course we have no idea, uh, you know, then it certainly is. But, you know, I mean, walking out of that ground yesterday, actually being inside that ground yesterday, it stinks, mate. It, 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 there must I can't believe that there isn't something going on here because it it, it that the whole club is stinking the whole club out if you see what I mean it was interesting to see that the Birmingham City chairman after the the Rooney debacle addressed made an, a, a statement addressed the fans to say he apologized for the mistake he'd made and bizarrely that drew a lot of the fans back into the fold because they felt communicated with and they felt that it was he was sympathetic and so they were willing to work with him but the the the, the fact that the club is once again silent reveals an enormous amount to me that they're just letting us stew and make decisions that i don't know make as usual try and work out what's happening and uh, but uh, we're coming to the worst possible conclusions now aren't we and and to take this even further, my fear is that when, um, and in fact, to quote you, Chidge, I think you said this last night on uh, on WhatsApp, um, that um, that uh, if FFP does kick in, and they uh, because they've just altered the rules now, haven't they, around them after their yeah. canny accountancy, if it does kick in and we get relegated, the club, they'll sell up because they are a, that's what they well, do. I, I said it on the WhatsApp group today, didn't I? Because Martin, as always, Martin, the cerebral chap, the, the cerebral member of the fan cast, and also with me, the chief conspiracy theorist. Yes. Um, bless his heart. But he, he tipped our wink to uh, a brilliant article by, I mean, Jonathan Wilson is a fantastic writer. I've got lots of his books. Yes. He hates yes. Chelsea, always has done. Uh, but he does write very, very well. He follows us. Did you know that? Um, I'm honoured that he does. On Twitter, follows us on Twitter. That's what does he know? I mean, I, I, as I said, I've, 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 met, I've met him and I've, I've spoken to him on various radio programs before too. He wouldn't know. I don't think he would really know who the hell I was. But I've loved his books for many, many years. You and me both. Yeah. 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 Uh, but and I mean, he, he basically wrote an article. Interestingly enough, he he quoted heavily from 
the Swiss Ramble, and the Swiss Ramble is the only Substack I pay for. Because I, I mean, I'm such a tight fucker. I refuse to pay for anything, but um, I pay for the Swiss Ramble because they, he is he is the best analysis of uh, each club's financial situation, and and Wilson quoted heavily from that, and he was basically saying that they've stored up an absolute shitstorm of financial problems going forward, irrespective of any success. I mean, it always used to be, if you remember in the good old days, the club would budget for being in the quarterfinal of the Champions League every year. Well, I mean, basically because of the length of contracts that we've got, we can't even sell them. We won't make any money out of selling them. So we are potentially very fucked financially going forward. And I'm not it, trying. You said Caicedo was worth twelve point five yeah, million. Exactly sold. that. Exactly yeah. that. Because of the, the amortisation. Yeah. The, the yeah. point. The point I made in, in the WhatsApp group to you all, which is not, you know, I don't, I don't come here with any, you know, particular authority. I'm, I'm no financial expert at all. But, you know, my wife worked in in financial. Well, still does kind of work in financial services, but she worked in the city for many, many years. I know many people in the city. Uh, I used to go to hedge fund people's parties and I, you know, me being curious, I would talk to them a lot. People who work in capital markets and hedge funds are gamblers. That's exactly what they are. And and they've taken a punt and they have fucked up royally. So they will, I, I cannot believe that they'll be here for 10 years. I think that they will, they will look at the most opportune time for them to get the hell out of Dodge. And I think that that might come just before we get nobbled with the FFP. Because I think, you know, if, if we are reading this correctly, we will fail FFP miserably next year and we will get clobbered. And that will be a prime uh, opportunity for the Premier League to nobble us for Romans indiscretions at the same time. I mean, we could be facing a relegation. This, I think this is a, this is a, a distinct possibility. So yes. if I'm that lot... That you know, bye bye goes their opportunity for making a lot of money out of us, and they fuck themselves royally in trying to do that anyway. That's when I would jump, and they could probably still get away with maybe clawing a little bit of the money back, maybe sell Chelsea for a billion quid on the potential, you know, right? And so maybe take a hit on a billion. That's the kind of thing that these guys do. Anyway, that's my view. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I like what you said immensely. That's why I've quoted it. Of course, Mark knows a lot about football finance because, of course, he wrote a book on it, apparently. Did you know that, J.K.? <laughs> Did he? Yeah, apparently. This, this Mark here? Yep, this very Mark I'm, here. I'm, I'm, I might have to write a sequel. Yeah. I think you might, mate. So what do you think? I mean, I know I, I know that, you know, I'm not no expert, but that's just a, my opinion, really. I, I, I think one of the points J.K. made, I think is really important, and I, I think it's the whole thing about lack of communication. And also the viewpoint is if you are not, any, never mind a football club, any organisation, if you are not commuting regularly, communicating regularly externally to all your stakeholders and internally to all your employees, people fill the gap. Yeah, and, and, and Twitch is the great example of that. Yeah, if there isn't communication saying what the real version is, yeah, and obviously not going into the great detail, but obviously yesterday's a really good example. Yeah, there was an incident at Chelsea yesterday. And all of a sudden, this wide amount of speculation what, what the incident was about. Because, and I appreciate some of these things are difficult, if you don't fill the gap you know, with what is really happening, people will make stuff up. So, again, I think JK is right. There has to be more external communication coming from the club, coming from City Pink Club, and letting people know what happens. Because if you don't, you know, people just make stuff up. And you'll just give people a free payday on Twitter, and they'll have 100,000 followers. So... You have to take back control from things like social media, get on the front foot and actually communicate what's happening. And I think the other thing as well is the broader thing, this isn't going to get fixed quickly. Nope. Yeah. No, no way. No, this is, and 
And, and, and this is why I know what's said about Poch, you know, yeah, some of it is comfortable. But I think we have to be patient because, as you said earlier, I don't think it matters who comes in now. You know, there's, there's a hell of a lot to fix. And I, part of me thinks, if you go back in time, how another manager might approach this, and we talk about Eddie McCready and sort of the financial difficulties Chelsea had years ago. But even again, if you had some of that communication coming, they might be proved wrong. But I always think about Tommy Doherty. And it is harder in the modern day game because no one's got any patience. And Tommy Doherty would come in and he came in as Chelsea manager in the mid-1960s. And he basically had a three-year plan. And we hear a lot all the time about things like strategy, etc. And Tommy Doherty came in and, and he said, the first year, you use that first year to get all the players out you don't want at the football club. So they've done that. The second year, you bring in all the players you want at the football club who become your team, shaped in your identity. And the third year, you reap the benefits. Doherty started reaping the benefits as his third year, properly as a Chelsea manager. Will Pochettino get three years? Probably not. But it might take three years and three seasons to sort all of this out. And I don't think many people have got the patience to wait three seasons for that to happen. Or something else will give first. But but also he can't buy anybody, can he? Really, because they they what do you do? They they've they've already spent what they can, unless they sell Connor and they sell, you know the uh, the other homegrowns. But, 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 this but is, even then, I'm not convinced that's going to work. Okay. Is it that just balances the books? But that's also a real worry because I mean, if they can't necessarily fund new players because of the FFP restrictions and ha- because they bollocks it up so badly in the last year and a bit. Um, and let's say we, I mean, worst case scenario, FFP kicks in, we get relegated. No decent players will want to play for us because we're in the championship. What you would normally do in those circumstances is go with just as well. We've got this brilliant academy that we've had for 20 years that can feed through <laughs> players of real quality who love the club and would fight for it a la 1976-7, a la, well, 1976-7, basically, um, because we'd have sold them all. So we, I mean, how I mean, there is a, there is an absolute perfect shitstorm of awfulness potentially. I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it could happen. We don't, we don't know. Nightmare yeah. scenario. Yeah. Night, nightmare scenario. Yeah. Mark. yeah, but a good example. Pick up your point as well. As I oh yeah, the other one team. is the other one is uh, get the CPO to agree to to leave Stamford Bridge on the pretext they're going somewhere else, and then fuck off and leave us high and dry. That's the absolute nightmare scenario. So it's like it's well, like a conglomeration say... of the Mears idiocy, Bates idiocy, <laughs> Romans idiocy, all to the max on crack, and that's pretty much what you got. <laughs> well, oh I, yeah, I, and I and, and, say... and Marler Estates. I just forgot to bring them in. Sorry. <laughs> pick, pick up one of your early, earlier points. Like, I, I have, I have actually got my tinfoil hat on as we speak. So uh, yeah, I haven't. No. But watching match of the day yesterday, you had Billy Gilmore playing extremely well for Brighton and you had Callum hudson Doy getting a blinding goal for Nottingham Forest and, and I just saw that and think imagine if those two were still here would they be doing a better job by being in the team than what we've currently got now don't know maybe 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 not but yeah, we've sold all these sort of young players and some of them didn't happen on the current owners watch happened on previous administration watch We've replaced them with even younger players in some cases. But we're a whole lot worse off. Yeah, what if none of this had happened? I know it's wishful thinking. 
What if none of this happened? We'd sell that group of young players like the Tamoris and the Gwehis of this world as well, even Tammy Abraham. Um, we wouldn't be 12th now. Um, Pierre, um, Pierre, who you, you may may or may not know, but he's on, he's on the Discord group, actually said this earlier on. This is brilliant, actually. Um, Anaban took issue with it, but I, I don't think Anaban got what he was trying to say. He's, he put up, he's actually in the questions for the show bit. He says, better or worse, Chaloba versus Dizazi. Gahey versus Badiashiel, Livramento yeah. versus Gusto, Gilmore versus Enzo, Ampadu versus Caicedo, Loftus Cheek versus Lavia, uh, Mount versus Ugachukwu, Hudson Odoi versus Mudrick, uh, Tammy versus Jackson. I think we all know the answer to that, don't we? Yeah. But if you had all of those with, the, with this new administration, you're almost replicating Frankfurt Cup of years ago. And, and I think you would have this movement between the supporters, the connection with the team. And it would yeah. be a lot different to what it is now. There's there's very little connection and the rights are wronged. Yeah, I don't agree with booming players. But if there was a connection between the supporters and that team of players, it's less likely to happen. And because that connection isn't there, and especially with certain players where there's no connection at all, they're getting booed. Yeah. Well, before I spontaneously combust or my tinfoil hat falls off, I think it, we, sh- we should bugger off. Uh, there's a very good reason for that, because in a minute uh, we're going to sp- be speaking to our favourite Oppo View man, uh, the lovely Justin Hawthorne, who is uh, coming on, because of course we're playing Villa on Wednesday in the FA Cup uh, in the replay. So uh, go, and, go and make yourself a cup of tea, and we'll be back in a minute to talk to Justin. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, 
and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by none other, yes, I know it's hard to believe, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Oh, thank you very much, Chidge. I'd love <laughs> to be on the show. <laughs> oh, by the way, I must, I've been meaning to tell you this since I saw you uh, at yeah. our Troubadour gig last night. Um, I noticed that your hair has grown, and in the photographs that I saw, I wondered if you were modelling your hair on mine. Uh, impossible, Chidge. You have about um, 90% more than well, me. Well, I was going to say, but, do you need me to loan you some? Could you possibly? It, it, but it, none of your pubic hair, if that's okay. <laughs> no, but I, I, you don't want a perm look. You want a more, you know. <laughs> oh, the, I don't mind. I don't mind, actually. Look, but really. curly would be nice. Yeah, but I've, no, I'm sweeping it back, and I'm going for the... Um, um, Bill Bailey look. Yeah, well, I think you're channeling your inner chidge, mate. I, I took it as a compliment. I've got to be honest. Okay, thank, well, thank you very much. I'll, I'll have to dye my hair a bit, though, because yeah, yeah. you're a bit darker than Oh, me, well, I'll so. tell you what, mate. When I don't have gloop in it, it's a bit grey. I'll be honest. It's going grey. Is it? Yeah, it's it's suddenly th- this season for some reason. I, I've gone long. I wonder, yeah. I wonder why that yeah. I cannot. Yes. I yes. cannot think. Anyway, apart from me and JK, of course, we've got the absolutely fucking marvellous Mark Meehan. We are so privileged to have Mark on the show as regularly as we do. Good evening, everybody. He risks life and limb and his reputation at Chelsea amongst those that really are important by coming on this show, and I absolutely <laughs> love him for it. I actually, I actually, it's so, I worry about it so much. That I almost think about putting on our program thing that they have on on all the platforms and the and actually say a, a disclaimer in the show: uh, the shows of the, the opinions of this show are not necessarily those of Mark Meehan. Could you not change his name? Well, it's a bit late for that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just everybody. call him Mick, Mick Meehan and Mickey, say he's no relation. Mickey microphone. Yeah, well, exactly. I used to be, it's a bit of a digression. I, I used to work with a bloke called Mike Meehan. And I think this is in the days pre sort of like electronic email when you had sort of like the envelopes with your name on the post. And the amount of people sort of like would just put M. Meehan. And we'd, we spent half our working life just giving it, going up and giving each other our post. And, and, and the best bit was like years later, his dad. Um, I don't know if his dad's still alive. His dad was called George. And the amount of people kept saying to me, oh, you George's boy. Yeah, I go, no, no, That's I'm it, not. Mark. That's it. Your, your, your uh, pseudonym will now be George's boy. Okay, from now on. Sounds like a bloody racehorse. Anyway, enough of us prattling on. It's time for this. The Opposition View. There we go. Our favourite, favourite person. Our favourite Opposition View is back. Now, of course, uh, it's the wonderful Justin Hawthorne from Up the Villa. Good evening. Lovely to see you. I'm feeling you. a bit left out with all this hair chat on uh, being follicly <laughs> Do you know what? You have no idea of the irony of this. The last time, I think it was on Friday's show, I was blathering on about how much hair I've got. And guess what? We've got JK, who's, JK, who's rapidly losing his, and our, our mate Clayton, who's also rather follically challenged. And I did feel rather guilty at the time. And I've, I've done it again, and I'm also feeling equally guilty. So I'm going to change the subject immediately. And see if you got up at stupid o'clock this morning to try and watch England beat India, and then re- went back to sleep after half an hour, like I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Just that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was always living eternal, uh, eternal optimism about the England team. Oh, I was right on the first first test. Though. I knew we'd win you that were. one. I did say that. Yeah, they played really well. I mean, they didn't really have much hope. But anyway, you you haven't come here to talk to me about cricket, much as we would both love to. You and and I hope you haven't come here to gloat. Uh, because uh, I wouldn't blame you if you did. I mean, look, put it this way, mate. How confident are you 
after the 5-0 duffing of Sheffield United uh, on Saturday that uh, you are going to do us big time on Wednesday? Well, I was there at Bramall Lane on, on Saturday evening and it was mightily impressive. Yes, you can say it, it was only Sheffield United, but it wasn't that long ago they came to Villa Park, which up until Newcastle was an impregnable fortress um, and they really should have beat us that night. They were 1-0 up and we only got a, a late equaliser to, to bring the game back. So, you know, that they tactically were very, very good. So I was a little bit concerned going into that game because, you know, evening kickoff, home crowd, you only need an early goal and they did have a good early chance with Burton Diaz. He didn't just squirm underneath uh, the keeper under Emmy's, you know, arms. But um, we then turned on the style and, for the next 25 minutes, we were sensational. Um, you know, Douglas Louise, uh, Ollie Watkins, Yuri Tielemans, John McGinn, they were all absolutely outstanding and we absolutely tore them to shreds. And that's the villa that, that I saw at the start of the season. And, yeah, going back to our first game, well, you know, I was quite disappointed with our first hour. I know I saw a lot of your lads' discussions after that game. And well, we, we were good. A lot. You know, I mean, yes. and you, you know us well. When we're shit, <laughs> yes. we call it out. But actually, Absolutely. I thought we we pressed a lot. We 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 wanted it, yeah. which is not you can't say that a lot this season. Of course, we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, could we? <laughs> uh, and then then we tired after about sixty seventy minutes, and I thought yeah. we were hanging on. To be fair, I thought you could have snatched it quite happily. Yeah, I, I agree. I referenced your thoughts really on our podcast, and um, I think we talked before that game. And one of the questions you asked me was that you, you, we hadn't played and you had played in that semi-final against Middlesbrough and who had the advantage. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure really who, who would go into And I think it turned out both teams had the advantage. I think it helped early on that you had minutes in your belt and a nice confident game a few days before and going into that game and definitely lent into your good start. And we struggled to get come to terms with the game. But then whilst the game wore on, I think you became quite leggy in the last 20 minutes, half an hour. And I think really we should have won it in that last 20 minutes. We were quite dominant. But um, I think there is, the draw was probably the fair result, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Martinez was wonderful. Yeah. Martinez is a wonderful goalkeeper. Absolutely. Horrible, is. horrible person. <laughs> but horrible keeper. person. Yeah. Horrible. But, but <laughs> absolutely. Him in our team. <laughs> yeah, love him. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's the archety archetypal. Uh, every... Every home uh, fan loves him. Every away fan hates him. But, yeah. you know, we spent many years uh, at Villa having uh, like Robbie Savage down the road at Birmingham City and hating every every second of him there. But uh, you know, for home fans, they're the kind of players that you, you just love, don't you? You know, they, well, they wind the other opposition up. And I think I said to you the way he just slows the game down, and and, and the home fans absolutely hate it. But that's just the way we play. Yeah, you he's know a what? great shot stopper. Great shot. Yeah, Some of the phenomenal the save. The blank, the point blank save from Adweke, yeah. um, which yeah. it, it was the it was an possible own goal. His positioning was just—I know he's by the yeah. near post, but his reaction was just fantastic. I just thought, oh wow, really class, class. And it, he intimidates. He intimidates by closing yes. people down so much. He's a well, he's, so, he's such a good keeper that you'd, if if any player even has a touch to just to, to control the ball, that, that's that's normally enough time for him to get in position yeah. and make the save. You've almost got to instantly hit the ball as it comes across to give him no chance to get set. But I mean, I, I after six to six to eight months of him signing for Villa, I was starting to question. Is he the best keeper I've seen at Villa? And we've had some good keepers over the years. But I think now I'm quite happy to say he's probably the best goalkeeper I've ever seen in the Claret and Blue. 
Goodness me, that's praise indeed. I mean, do you know what? It's fun. I mean, you know this because I, I told you, didn't I, yesterday? We we had uh, Kenny Swain. Uh, yes. On, on the sh- on, we had, we did a live kind of show after the game yesterday. What an absolute gent he is as well, by the way. But I know I know you lot absolutely love him because, of course, he, yeah. he won the European Cup. And, of course, I, 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 was, did. I don't know how I did this. I was doing a bit of research because he's a bit before my time, really, dear old Kenny. But um, they had a great uh, highlights package of uh, the European Cup final in 81. And, of course, uh, Jimmy Rimmer, who I would have thought you would have had up there as one of your greatest keepers, came off, didn't he, with a yeah. shoulder injury. Nigel Spink played his, what, second yeah. <laughs> game? Was it his second game? Uh, I think he played a, a couple of minutes yeah. in the game before that, but his so, first proper game off the bench. Yeah, first, yeah, exactly that. And he played, he played most of the match, and he had yeah. an absolute. I mean, he won that for you in effect, didn't he? I mean, he More absolutely less, had a yeah. worldie. Yeah. So, so is yeah, Martinez he, better than Spink? Yeah, bloody hell, I do. Yeah, I do. I do and it's 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 you almost don't like saying it to modern players because you 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 hark back to your, your sort of. The players that you've loved seeing throughout your your life, watching the clubs that you support, and and it's very difficult to say a modern player that's still playing for your club is better than somebody that you've seen years and years ago. But at all round, I mean, not only what he's won off the pitch, uh, but his, his stature, like you've all alluded to, his shot stopping is incredible. He comes for the ball now. He's he's grown into a really good sweeper keeper now. I think he did it quite a few times against you. He's yeah. you know patrolling the edge of the box. We play a high line. You know, it's 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 he's just a number. The amount of times, you know, like I said on Saturday, you know, that, that they were clean through after about ten minutes, and Bereton Diaz is bearing down on goal, and he makes the save, and then all of a sudden, we we won two, three up. But how that gone in? And it happens time and time and time again. It's no fluke. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. So what a great keeper does for you? They win you games, and that's how they do Massively, it. Massively, yeah. exactly. Now, um, you may have noticed this, Justin. In fact, I believe there are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who know that Chelsea have been terrible, to say the least, since they played you. We got spanked by Liverpool four-one <laughs> up there, which you know they're a decent side. There's no, well, there is a disgrace yeah. losing it to anybody, but I mean you can kind of understand it. What what we can't we can't understand cannot forgive. <laughs> Because uh, it is utterly disgraceful. I'm sure a man from the uh, the black country will uh, appreciate this. You cannot ever lose 4-2 to Wolves, can you, at home? So we've yeah. been terrible. I mean, what are your thoughts from the outside looking in? Well, my next one, I was a Wolves fan. And my, my youngest daughter's boyfriend is a Wolves fan. So, you know, you, you've done me up an absolute stitch there by, by losing to them. I've heard nothing but it's ever since Saturday, Sunday. Um I, I, I just we were talking about it today. We did our preview of the Chelsea game today, and, and I, I, you, you just seem in disarray. I, I, I can't get my head around what's happening. You've got so many. We, we said this last week. You've got so many good players. Well, I don't know if they are. But it's, well, I think they are, and I think you'd find that if 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 Pochettino was to go, um, you've seemed to be the, all the, the, the sort of news is pointing towards a possible fire sale in the summer of players because of this FFP. Discrepancy. You've got to, you know, find hundred and twenty million pound by June. I don't know how true that is. So I think you'd find if some of these players were to be shipped out, they would go to other clubs that are, that are settled and 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 you know in good position. If, for example, let's say Reese James, if he say came to Villa, the current situation we're in, you would find he would settle into a team that's just just the whole club is settled. Whereas I think at Chelsea, I, I think such... he, I think he's a bad example because we know how good he is. 
Yeah, maybe choose, so. Choose yeah, something yeah, like Enzo, yeah. okay. Enzo, Enzo or Caicedo would be a good choice. Yeah, but Enzo... Sorry to upset. You could use Matson as an example, which they sold Matson to uh, Dortmund, and they put him in his mm. proper position, and he's playing out of his skin. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems to be you know they're trying to cram all these players in, and, and I don't really know Pochettino's style of play still. And I think we had this with Gerard. Yeah, we had this with Gerard. We had him for twelve months, and we couldn't just we could not unpick what he was trying to do. Yet within weeks literally weeks of, of emery coming in we know exactly how he set up we know exactly what try, he was trying to implement I mean, the players know exactly what they were doing and with chelsea it seems that it's you play well more out of luck than you, you know it's just oh this week everybody's just clicked yeah. is that because you you coach well no it's just because you've got some really good players and all of a sudden they've had a lot they did against us for the first hour they look like a, a cohesive unit that all knew what they were doing Yet the next two games, everything's fell apart. Yeah. You're conceding goals left, right, and centre. You you can't you know score a goal for, for love and money. So if that that's not consistency on the training ground. That's the only thing I can think about. You know, if you've got and that comes from the top as well. So you've got ownership problems. You've got coaching problems. You've got so many players you know out injured, which doesn't help. You've got so many players in the squad. There's such a mismatch of, of sort of signings and, and everything that's gone on at Chelsea that, that I, I, I genuinely thought Potts should come in and within a few months he would settle it all yeah. down. He would stamp his authority on it. And I think, I don't think, I didn't think he would start the season particularly well. But, I, but what, just before we played you, they definitely, I definitely saw, you know, roots of, of, of things coming together a little bit. But it all, it all sort of fell apart in the last two games. And, and that that's very worrying for, from a team that looked like it was starting to it was starting to get a tune out of some of these players that it's just collapsed away again. So you now go into a game against us, which is hugely significant for you. I mean, it's massive for us. So I want to I want to carry on in the FA Cup, but for a team like Chelsea, you've got one final coming up. If you were to lose that and go out the FA Cup to us, all of a sudden the season's over, isn't it? Though. It's it, there's 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 big I think there's big problems ahead. I mean, I'm not I'm not, no, I'm not we, saying anything. I don't think that you don't know already. No, no. You know, there's also rumours today. That it's it, good for you. It's good for you, Justin, because you'll just sail through it. You know. Well, well, uh, you know, they, these things coming. They're coming in waves, don't they? You know, clubs tend to have periods of dominance, but I think since Chelsea's period of dominance, they haven't been able to get it back, and I think the Abramovich. Era came to a, a shuddering halt probably before it was supposed to because of what was going on, and Bowley's bowled in, and I, I don't know. I don't know whether it, that's the problem right at the top. It's not helping. We've had two. Uh, no, we had two owners after Doug Ellis that basically just were clueless in running the club, and it, it ultimately ended in us being relegated into the Championship. Um, and it's taken two amazing owners to come in, steady the ship, have a clear plan implement it hire a really good manager buy really good players it sounds simple but unless you've got that structure from the top down every every level of that infrastructure at a club that, that there's a problem with how how does one create harmony when the one above it isn't having a problem the one above that's having a problem exactly what we've you been know, saying you, exactly what we i'll tell you what justin that's a really good point you make because uh you know Deadly Doug was there for a long time, wasn't he? And you had a fair amount of success yeah. while he was while he was chairman and owned it. Um, 
And uh, you're right. You had some disgracefully awful owners, and you did get relegated. But you've now got new owners. And we we were talking about this because you know ostensibly uh, Clear Lake are there for ten years. That's that's apparent. I mean, put it this way: that in the in the in the sale contract, apparently they're not allowed to to uh, uh, sell it within ten years or, or get new investors in or something like that. So ostensibly they're there for ten years. But I mean, I think most of us would rather they fucked off now. To be quite honest. But I mean, it just—you know—what you've just said is actually the, the the first thing that's cheered me up all evening, which is whilst it can get awfully bad, and I mean, we're we're we've been talking in part one about you know how screwed we are, and particularly potentially on the financial side, and if FFP does clout us, you know, we we could be getting deducted points, we could be getting relegated. You got relegated, and you'd been a fixture in the Premier League, and you've bounced back. You've got new owners, and look at you now. So there is always hope, is my point. I wouldn't wish that on you, though, if I'm honest. I mean, at the time when we did go down, I I, I was of the mindset that I think we needed to go down I th- because we needed this big reset that we, I kept, we was squirreling around the plug hole for so many seasons and it was just not getting any better. I kept thinking, well, if we did go down, at least we could clear the deck, get rid of a lot of the dross that we had. We get, would, get to play Rotherham yeah, United away. Yeah, we'd win, win, gone from winning two, three, five games a season to maybe winning 20, 25 games a season. Everyone would be happy. We'd come flying back up and everything would be rosy. And it wasn't, that wasn't the case. It, it, it was very, very dicey for a couple of seasons. Again, poor management choices. Uh, and then ultimately, when we lost in the first playoff final to Fulham, we nearly went out of business. So, you know, from from me thinking that was a good thing to then scraping back up the next season only because we had an amazing run of ten wins in a row under Dean Smith. You know, we managed to scrape back up. Then the first year back was touch and go whether we were going to stay up. That was almost a miracle staying up. And and, and you know, those were very very difficult times. You know, looking at Everton now, if they face another points deduction, it's there's some really really tough times ahead for some really established clubs in this country, and I think. The, the powers that be have got to have a real, real hard look at, at, at the way that they they look at FFP and profit and, and sustainability or whatever it's called these days. I know the rules are being tweaked in the summer again, but we're going to have to get our heads around yet another set of rules about how you know how do we go about running our clubs. Um, ultimately, the only thing that matters is you've got wealthy owners that can that can bankroll you, which isn't sustainable if they decide that they've had enough, is it? Which we had with Randy Lerner. Yeah, I mean it's, it's very how, complicated. How long, how long have your how long have your owners been in situ now? Then um, it's been three seasons, I think. Now since they took over, yeah, the 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 sort of season when Dean Smith got promoted, and their plan was to get up within eighteen months, and we did it in six months, and then stayed up the following season, and then finished low down season after, then seventh under Emery, and then. You know, hopefully, it looks like we might finish a little bit higher this season. So, but yeah, their their plans and their the thought processes and and the, it's been very very clear from, from day one. And the things we've seen behind the scenes, there is one or two issues that are, are sort of rising their heads a little bit. It's mainly around badges and 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 ground um, capacity upgrades and you know the, the ground being upgraded as well and one or two bits like that. But I think the problem there, my thought process beyond that is that we've outgrown we've we, we've got to where we've got to a lot quicker than probably even they thought so the ground's not big enough it's still quite dated on the concourses you know we, we've got a huge season ticket waiting list so all these things need addressing we've got to somehow bring more money in we spoke about that last time which is very difficult to do you know london clubs 
tend to have that covered really because of where you're situated and, and you know, wealth likes to come and, and, and go to Chelsea and Spurs and it, it, it seems to be easier in the London area to get that kind of income. It's difficult in the Midlands, you know, we're still trying to push it. We have got two, three really good clubs now that are pushing. But there's lots of things going on. But I think that's down to the fact we've got to where we've got to a lot quicker than I think the owners thought we have. And we're having to sort of play a bit of catch-up off the field now as well. Mm. Well, um, about the only thing that we've got on our side for Wednesday that I can see at the moment, Justin, is history. Because uh, you've uh, had a terrible run. I mean, we talked about this last time, haven't we, about your your, your poor run. I mean, you haven't won a, an FA Cup game at Villa Park since January 2016. So you've lost five. You've won uh, just one of the last six head-to-heads that you've hosted. Uh, we, on the other hand, uh, have uh, we've won six of our last seven FA Cup away games, uh, which is actually much better than our recent uh, away fixtures, it has to be said. So, you know, history is on our side, but uh, as kind of Brian Clough never said, uh, history uh, is in, is for books, football is to be played on grass, and that's what worries me. What? what, what, what remember that we, we hadn't lost to... Wolves since 1979 at Stamford Bridge. Right. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't we hadn't conceded four goals back to back for 35 years. So put money on Villa winning four one or something. But I mean, look, in, at Villa Park in the cups, we've won three, lost three, and drawn one. In the Premier League, we've won 13, lost eight, and drawn seven. Uh, however, uh, we've lost six of our last seven away games. So that's Newcastle, Man United, Everton, Wolves, Middlesbrough and Liverpool. We did win at Luton, just. Uh, Villa at home this season. One thirteen lost. This is all competitions, Justin. One thirteen lost two, drawn one. If I was you, I would be feeling quite confident, mate. I am very confident. Yeah, those two losses, I think Everton was in the cup, uh, in the League yeah. Cup early on. Um, very strange night that was weak inside don't like that uh, and then last week very very odd game against Newcastle where you know, they've beaten us twice this season now and I genuinely didn't see that result coming I think we, we weren't at the races at all for for long periods of that game and it, in, you know coming off the back of the view bits, a bit of a blip over Christmas time you know I'm not saying alarm bells were ringing but we couldn't seem to get that form back that we saw earlier in the season and it was it was a bit worrying, really, but the, the reaction on Saturday away at Sheffield United was fantastic to see, and it seems to have breathed new life into the players. And there's lots of good noises coming out of Villa Park, and you know I'm very confident going into Wednesday. I'm always very confident anyway. I was, you know, that'll never change. I think we're going to win every game. But well, you you are a proposi- I, you are a proposition at Villa Park. That's for sure. We are. We're a huge, huge, hugely great home team now mm. you know we've built the old fortress home you know it, it, it's it's been phenomenal to watch and we play if we play anything like we did on Saturday and I think if you play anything like you did against Wolves I, I, there's only one result coming because mm. you know the way Neto and, and Kuna Kuna ripped you apart Bailey and Watkins were were, were playing like that on, on Saturday night and you, you know you I don't think Bailey played in the first game against you, and he's been absolutely incredible for, for a long time now. He's, he's he's been a little bit had a bit of a knock, but he started again on Saturday, and he was he was brilliant. He's just about to sign a new contract as well. Ollie Watkins was was phenomenal again, and the midfield four. I, you know, I'd be interested to hear your opinion. Actually, the midfield four we've currently got, 
I can't think of a better four in the Premier League this season. And with uh, Douglas Louise, Lubakar Kamara, John McGinn and Yuri Tillemans. They are so... The balance of that four and the way they interchange, it's been a joy to watch. And then you throw in Bailey's pace and, and Watkins' ability to stretch the play and run the channels and lead the line. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good front six to be honest, and they're all fully fit now. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I hate him, but but like and respect John McGinn. I think he's a good footballer, nuggety footballer. Uh, Tielemans, yeah. I thought was old fashioned. A, yeah, well, I'm bound to like that. Um, Tielemans, I, I again, I don't like him much. That's because he scored a worldie against us and which won the <laughs> cup final. But he's a good player. I was, I was. Uh, yeah. I, I was surprised, and I don't take this the wrong way, because certainly not how things have turned out. But you know, there, I always thought there was going to be quite an exodus from Leicester after they got relegated. And I'm surprised a bigger club didn't come in for Tielemans. And I thought you did well to get him because he's—I mean, you know—he can be a bit up and down, but he's got a lot of talent. But this is what I say, I think with the recruitment side. You know, that you can throw money at it, and, and sometimes it works. Man City, well, it worked for you initially with Abramovich when he mm-hmm. came in. But I think, yeah, that midfield cost us 13, 14 million pounds to assemble. Nuts. Absolutely nuts, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that is crazy. History. And, and, that's in, and you could throw Jacob Rams into that. So those five players come to probably about 15 million pounds. Yeah, exactly. All five of them. Yeah, it's nuts. All right, me old China. How do you see it going on Wednesday? What's it going to be? Well, after you've just said what you said, I'm going to say four-one. <laughs> you are so, you are so going to have egg on your face, Justin. <laughs> so going to have egg on your. You wait till I see you in Birmingham I'm when sorry. I'm up for the one-day match, mate. Yeah, but I'm no, sorry. I'm not because yes. I think we're going to win, and then I think you're going to look very silly. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you reckon four-one? Seriously. Well, I did call a draw in the first game, you so did. I'm uh, I, I'm happy to get that right. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember what we. I, I I think I can't remember what I predicted, but I did say it would be tight, so I got that bit right anyway. But yeah. uh, you know, it's just impossible. It's impossible to predict Chelsea because you know mm. if they don't, if they can't put the ball in the net. I mean, I suppose you could predict that they'll never score. That would probably be sensible, wouldn't it? But yeah, you know, they, they create enough chances to score and win games, which would make our predictions look a lot more sensible. But I don't know. I'll... I think I've just got a feeling that we're going to go on a bit of a run now of, of of scoring quite a few goals in games. We look at a huge threat going forward. Yeah, I mean, you know... And I think after what happened last week yeah. in Newcastle, against Newcastle at home, I think they'll be wanting to put a big marker down. We've got Man United at home at the weekend as well, so... Well, you might have one eye on games. that. You might have one eye on that, but I, I think Emery's too smart for that, to be honest. But uh, who knows? Yeah. As always, Justin, it depends which Chelsea turns up. If we if we get our shooting boots on, yeah. if we show the attitude that we did uh, against you in the in the in the in the first match, and if they have had an absolute bollocking for the shambolic awfulness of the last two matches, you never know. And you may well be buying me a humble. Well, I think I said, you will be buying me a humble pie no, pint in June, mate. That's for sure. I would happily buy you a pint. No problem about that. But I did say, make this point to, to to a few of my friends who were writing Chelsea off. I said, you know, they're not they're not a lower they're not like a relegation threat inside. They're a, a team of very very good footballers that aren't doing it for whatever reason. Nobody can put the finger on it. Not even the manager by the same no. sound of it at the moment. If it does click, you've got eleven players there that can that can rip teams apart. Yeah, interesting stuff. Well, yeah, I'm quite confident we'll. I'll, I'll allow the, the Wolves fans chanted, "You're worse than Albion." 
So remember that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do we? What do we say? You we're fuck. We're, I think we chanted back. We're fucking shit. As, as far no, as they I said, then they said you're fucking shit, and we chanted back. We're fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not good. Well, it wasn't as bad as on uh, Saturday night. We, we got the fourth goal after 29 minutes, and I turned around and half the stadium emptied. Really? They were literally funneling out of the ground. Well, we, we, yeah, wait, we, waited until, we waited until the 75th minute, to be fair. Yeah, now, they showed That's it on Match of the Day Sunday morning, the amount of Sheffield United fans that left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel for them. And we've got a lovely uh, yeah. lad who, who does the opposition view for them called Ben. The Travelling Blade. Uh, and he actually, the first time he came on the show, he must be 20s, JK. He's in his 20s. Yeah. yeah. He, he basically, uh, with complete with cassette recorder, he he did the Chip Butty song to musical accompaniment, <laughs> especially for us. It was it was the highlight of the 15 years doing his show. It was hilarious. So I kind of feel for them because, I mean, I, I can't imagine what I it agree. must be like to be, you know, a fan of a club like Sheffield United with all that history and all the rest of it and proper fans, passionate fans. And it's like they get dangled with this hope every so often when they get to come mm. to the Premier League and then it gets dashed within about three games and they have to have misery. They must be all schizophrenic. I don't know if I could cope with that. Very difficult. Well, I suppose they're used to it to a point because they know that, you know, that, that they're going to be tough staying up. But I mean, I sat there watching that song at the start when it, the game kicked off and the passion is, yeah. is just as burning bright in them as it would you to Chelsea, me yeah. for Villa and anybody yeah. for their club. So, so to, to, to have that... Like, enthusiasm for a game and thinking right let's kick, let's go we can win this one today and then 4-0 down after half an hour it's, well, it's soul destroying I've been there we had terrible times but yeah well we, you know I, 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 right. we were talking about the Sarri season earlier on the show and we were 4-0 down was it 15 minutes against City when it all went spectacularly tits up Mark you're, you're our usual barometer of was it 15 minutes Oh, I've wiped it from my memory. Yeah, but we were four yeah, nil down. <laughs> Without doubt, it was four nil within half an hour. I remember. Oh yes, yeah, so under, under Sarri, yeah, oh, it was. It was ridiculous. Absolutely awful. Yeah. I just have the memory of Ross Barkley passing the ball back to the goalkeeper, <laughs> but, but not noticing that there was a Manchester City player in his way. It was awful. Wasn't <laughs> well, it? How, how good does Ross Barkley look at the moment? And we had yeah. Ross Barkley yeah. for a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 unbelievable. True enough. True enough. I agree. Unbelievable. All right. Playing wonderfully. Okay, what, what? Uh, we're gonna 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 wrap it up, Justin. I, I won't wish you good luck uh, on Wednesday. You don't really need it, I don't think, but. Uh, I'm really looking forward to. Hopefully, I will catch up with you uh, when I'm in Brum for the cricket, and as I, I look forward to having a uh, receiving a humble pie pint because I think we're going to beat you on Wednesday. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, your bravado is wonderful, Chief. Wonderful. Never surrender, Sorry. mate. Um, we will see you again because we've got you away again, <laughs> haven't we, in the league? So uh, I think it's in April, yes. end of April. So I'll, we'll see you on Friday, the yes, twenty whatever it is. To. I'm hoping to scram an away ticket for that, so we might have that humble pie pint a bit earlier than uh, than the summer. You Depending never know. what happens no against Crystal, Crystal Palace, why? What, what? What? Why? Remember, if we don't beat Crystal Palace, oh, then I won't, won't be able to get. Another, <laughs> no, I, you I, won't get another away ticket. This that's season. right. I've, I've got a mate who, who, who keeps getting me away tickets because he thinks that uh, basically every time he's got me an away ticket, we've won, even when we've been in terrible straits. <gasps> So he's decided that I'm a good luck charm, but it only lasts until if if I if 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 I go to Palace on Monday and we lose, that's it. No more away tickets for me. So you know, <laughs> he's withdrawing privileges. He then, will do. <laughs> so I might have to have to get one off my own devices. But anyway, look, we'll, we will definitely see you in April. Come what may, um, enjoy the match on Wednesday. Look and, forward to uh, it. We'll see you back in April. 
Thanks, guys. Up the villa. Lovely to see you, mate. Take care. Brilliant. There we go. The lovely Justin Hawthorne from Up the Villa. Uh, Right, we'll uh, be back in a second to give you our preview of what we think will be happening on Wednesday night. See you in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? Hello, Chidge. I'm good, thank you. Okay, how's life in the in the square window today? Aren't I in the round window? No, you're in the square oh, window. Very, Actually, it's not square. Very good. It, it's more of a rectangle, to be honest. It's oblong. It's an, I beg your pardon. Oh. And we've also got the absolute legend that is Mark Meehan. How you doing, Mark? Good e- I'm good. Good evening, everyone. I forgot to mention earlier to JK when we came on, my, my mother rang me today, just a catch-up call, and she said, your friend was in the Irish World newspaper, like a double-page spread. And I'm thinking... Which my friends? Um, oh, she says, Sam Kidd's boy. I go, what, Jonathan? She goes, yes. <laughs> said, uh, he, he was in the, uh, she's keeping it for me. It was like, you, you're a two-page spread in the Irish World newspaper. My God. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Bizarrely, the bloke wrote down everything I said. So the, the article is just what I've said. There's no kind of assessment of my dad. It's just me, what I've said. I kept thinking, he just quoted me. He made no effort to write an article at all. Not an article. Was it a very yeah, long article? Was it a very long article? Yes. Yeah, two pages. Yeah, because I, I spoke for two pages worth. Exactly. I kept talking. I, kept, I said, "Is that what am I doing? All right?" And he said, "Keep going, keep going. It's keep all right. Going. Keep going. Go on, 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 go on. Go on, go on, keep going. Keep it's good, good, great. Well done. Well done. He said, "I better stop now." He said, "I think I've got too much. He said, too much material now." <laughs> no right, shit, okay. Sherlock. But I thought he was going to take bits out of it, no. not that he was going to put the whole thing up. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah, great. Yeah, the um, there's a kind of push to get my dad recognised in Belfast because because um, he made more films than anybody else. That's the yeah. that's the thing. And I went over to Belfast last week to um, appear on the on Ulster TV on the what's the name show? I can't remember her name. Um, in the afternoon, they had five minutes. It was a bit of a waste of, of a journey if you go for five minutes. But I spoke to the the Ulster film critic, who's a big fan of my dad's, who encouraged me to make a documentary. Just said, "You've got to make one. You've got to make one." He said, "Because so your dad needs to have a blue plaque here in Belfast." And I said, "Oh, fantastic! Thank you." So I've got lots of people rooting for me about my dad. Is it bizarre that somebody who, who who makes more films than anybody else, British TV, and is in hundreds of telly things, has no recognition in in Belfast whatsoever? Nothing. You know, people don't know who he is. Well, lots of people then go, we do know who he is, wonderful. Maybe everything and everything. Well, yeah, okay. Let's let's give him some kind of, of accolade. Let's admit it, you know. So Anyway, apparently I apparently I've officially gone mad, according to Texas Dave. I, I don't know <laughs> I mean Dave, to be fair, you could say that about me probably every every three minutes in uh in in an average two hour fan car. So uh, you need to be more specific as to as to why I've I think you did rant, you ranted heavily. You don't normally rant, Chich. No, you don't I don't. Well, I mean, do you know what? It was really funny you should mention that because I was thinking today that um, I'm beginning to get quite angry about the whole thing. Yeah, and, uh, and it, it took me back to to that 
absolute seminal fan cast season of 2013 with Rafa in charge. I think it's actually it was prompted by uh, oh who did it? I can't remember now, but somebody put it on Twitter. The uh, wonderful uh, footage of us coating Benitez off at uh, Brentford, which I was there for and absolutely loved every minute. And I remember I basically ranted at Benitez for an entire season on the fan cast. I mean, the interesting thing was we lost as many listeners as we gained on that, which was quite bizarre. But uh, there you go. But I, I haven't felt quite this angry about the club since then. I mean, I, Sarri was a minor irritant compared to what's going on now and what happened under Benitez. But we digress. It's time for Chidge's team selection. And uh, ooh, 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 yes, ooh, ooh. you should be excited. Guess what? I, oh. ha- I have a plan. Oh, good. I have a plan, all right? Is it a cunning plan? It could be. Um, right. I, cunning than a is cunning the plan, fox? The plan Sorry, is I, to I not pick to anybody. Try. That's the No, it's not the plan at all. Um, okay, this is quite complicated because I, I looked at who I wanted to pick in the defence, and, and I'll explain. Chilwell, I think, has to start at left-back. I, I mean, I know he doesn't seen him before, but I think he's a bit rusty, and I think the more he plays, the better he'll get. Uh, I think Gil. I don't. I don't think Gusto should start. Actually, I think he needs a a, a game in the on the sin bin. Poch will pick him. I wouldn't. I'd pick Gilchrist from the start actually because I like him and he's called Alfie and I like that too. And this is where it gets complicated because frankly, I wouldn't really want to pick any of our centre backs at the moment. Not Dizazi. Not Silva. Not Badiashiel. Not fucking one of them at all. Colwell is injured. Fafana is injured. I don't think Chaloba will be back yet either. So I've ended up having to pick, and it really is a question of this, having to pick Silva and Dizazi, of the, the least bad two of the bad bunch at the moment. So that's me back four. And this is where my cunning plan comes in, because I just don't think... I don't think it's working. I mean, having we've been saying for weeks, haven't we? Oh, you know, the one good thing about Chelsea at the moment is the midfield looks really good with Caicedo, Fernandes and Gallagher. Well, I, I'm sorry, but I disagree at the moment based on the evidence I've seen in the last two games. Uh, Caicedo gets isolated too much and I don't think he can play on his own as, as like a, in, in the Kante slash Jorginho slash Makaleli role. And the evidence of that is he keeps giving the fucking ball away or getting tackled or caught in possession. So he needs it, it needs a two, I think, a defensive two, the good old kind of double pivot. Um, and I don't think Enzo can do a double pivot because he pivots all over the fucking place and he's miles away half the time. So do you know who I've got? I've got a two, effectively, of Caicedo and Gallagher because I actually think Gallagher can be responsible. I know many people will look at but he, he charges around like a demented Labrador, but... I do I do think he can take instruction and he can tackle and he's got energy. So I think a double pivot of Caicedo and Gallagher might actually be an encouraging way. And it means that Enzo gets dropped and frank, frankly he you could have dropped either Caicedo or, Mo, or, or or Enzo, but there is nobody who can really play that role other than Caicedo, I don't think. So for me it has to be Enzo that goes because I want to put Chukwameka as the more advanced of the three in midfield. So it's effectively a 4-2-1. And then What's the fucking point of playing any of our fucking wingers because they're all absolutely fucking terrible? So out go Sterling, Madoweki and Mudrick. Pointless. If we want width, we'll get it from the bloody fullbacks. So basically, what I'm going to have is Jackson, I know, strange but true, Jackson and Palmer playing as a two behind Nkunku. 
on this basis that both Palmer and Jackson, if needed, can give us some width. But also Jackson can play quite closely to Nkunku. And I kind of like Palmer in a role where he's not stuck on the right, but he can float a bit and put things together because I think he's a super player. And I mean, Nkunku, we're told, needs to not be isolated and have people near him. And I think if you play him in a three or you go four, two, three, one, he will be isolated. So I kind of want them closer to Nkunku, and I think Jackson and Palmer can do that just behind him. Chukwemeka can link the midfield and the attack, and uh, hopefully Gallagher can babysit Kaiseido. So that's me team, and that's me plan, JK. Clever, Chidge. Clever. Clever. Well thought out. It's okay. That's why they pay me 10 million quid a year, mate. But um, I think he'll drop silver. And he'll play Badia Shield. No, I don't. I'm kidding. Um, uh, I think he'll bring Badia Shield later on and he'll play better than anybody. But he'll still make an error and they'll score, even though we're doing well. We'll probably be 1-1 and Badia Shield will make a mistake. No, I I've I no idea what I'm talking about. Um, uh, I'm making it up. Yes, I, 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 I fear that, unfortunately, Jackson, uh, I haven't got an agenda against him, but his, the header that he missed in the game at the weekend was absolutely atrocious. Textbook. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, he was on his own, just had to head the ball down and he just fucked it. So, um, uh, I, I think he might have him just as an irritant playing. I think you're right. He irritates us. Well, indeed. I think, well, (laughs) perhaps he might irritate the opposition. I doubt it. Um, I have to say, I'm doing this because I, I have no faith in us making any impact on Villa at all. But I, I think this, the team you've, you've selected would make an impact. Um, and also, what's happened to you know? We we got Cassidy back on loan. Is he uh, is he ever going to have the opportunity to start? I I worry that he'll just fade away because he's he did very well for Leicester. So why have they got him back? They brought him back as another option, didn't they? If he's going to play, but then Chukwemeka gets ahead of him. So I think um, Chukwemeka's done in a in a. In Chukwemeka a... made made the goal for. Um, or Nkunku in the... Uh, yeah. he's, he, I think uh, he's quite a good player, actually. He looked good. He looked yeah. good, yeah. yeah. And he, he needs to get an opportunity, but we'll... You know, he's playing in the Premier League, the opportunity, I don't know. Um, uh, who knows, Chidge? Yes, it's it makes sense. I think... Well, are we sure that Nkunku will even start, given that he, he'd said initially that he wouldn't play him for more than 45 minutes, and he played him for at least 70, didn't he? Played for 70, so... Will he be able to? Because he said he's having to nurture him because he's got a oh. hip hip problem. I don't so know. will he essentially? Therefore, will he not play him? I think he will play him. I think he'll play play him at centre forward because he's a. At least he he moves around a bit. But then you've got the negativity of I'm mean, Jackson. I fear Sterling will start again. I'm afraid. Fucking I'm sorry. I, I, I know. I, 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 I tell you what, mate. If he never started for us again, I would not spill one. No, no, tear. I, I'm in total agreement. I'm in agreement. But I I think he'll start him. Um, I think Jackson will come on later. Um, or the worst of all possible things, he won't play in Kunku, he'll play Jackson from the start. Um, and I don't think he'll play Chukwemeka from the beginning. I think he'll play the usual three. And uh, and I think he'll play the... Uh, defensively, he'll play Gusto and he'll play Chilwell. So uh, I, I love what you've selected, but I, I think he's too conservative to to make those, um, those changes because he'd have to almost force a different way of playing on them. And I'm not convinced. If anything, if this... This Alex Goldberg thing is anything to go by. It'll only confuse them if he changes it around. But, uh, you know, um, 
you know, once again, you go back to the business of who would you end up with if if they were all to disappear, if they all got rid of them. You know, I think you'd end up with with Nkunku, Palmer, Chukwemeka, um, Petrovic, and I'm not sure about any of the and Gilchrist. I'm not sure about any of the others at the moment. Not and, and, and Cassidy. I I'm I'm worried about him. Well, he's only just come back from a really nasty injury. After That's having true. had loads That's of other, true. I mean, the thing well, we've about... never really seen him, we've never seen him play in a four. Really, we've only ever seen him play well, marvelously in a five. That's also true, and I remember even at the time we said he's probably best suited to being a wing back than a left back, yeah. because yeah. he's defensively a bit suspect. But yeah, look, suspect. we know that Chilwell is a class player. If you if you've helped your team to win a, ch- a Champions League, you are a quality player. I agree. He, I he's, agree. he's proven at this level, which is more than you can say for some of the other fuckwits we've got. Yeah, but he's had. He was terrible against Liverpool. He, and was. he took him off. He was, and he and he really wasn't good against Wolves either. No. So I know I, I I can't lie. You know, I mean, I've got I don't eyes. Know what you do? What do you do? Do you do you expect him to come good just by constantly well, playing? You know, form uh, is temporary, class is permanent. I'd say about yeah, players true, like true. He can't play. Can't play Colwell because he's injured. So uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's hope. Let's hope. But uh, you're right. Let's include him. And I suppose I'm just looking for a team for the future. You'd also have uh, recent fullback in the end. But um, I think the others have to disappear quietly. I'm afraid. Mm. I'm just looking ahead here. What they do, and I'm intrigued about Cassaday. I keep talking about him because I uh, he had a really good time at Leicester. So you think, why have they got him back if he's not going to have a go at playing him? So will he get on? I don't know. Well, Might he, he start? He was, on, he was on the bench Sunday. Yeah, yeah no, indeed, but Mikey, Mikey yeah, then, yeah. having seen he's on the bench, start him. Because he, like, he likes to have people have a go first on the bench, doesn't he, Poch? That appears to be the way he does it. He he sort of eases them in, which occasionally I'd have thought, just put him in the sodding side. Jesus, come on. Mm. He doesn't like doing that. No. Mark. Anyway, Chid, yeah, but but good good selection. I I love it. I, I like I like the little I like the shape of that. You know, I like the little diamond, yeah. the four up front, if you like, and I I like the. You've also got essentially a five as well. There's a lot of interesting. I think geometrically it looks very sexy. I have to say, I like it. I like the pattern I've created. On sexy football, sexy blues, sexy, isn't sexy. it? Mark, sexy. do you like the pattern I've created on my diagram thing? I do like the team you have picked, yeah. but it ain't going to happen. I don't is it? think. I don't. No. I think it's a really good team. I do really. I think that would be a good team to play. Well, I don't think you'll play that team. I would dearly love to see Alfie Gilchrist start on Wednesday, but picking up on JK's point, he does ease players in. He doesn't throw them in at the deep end. So I think Gilchrist will come on at some point, but he won't start the game. So I think he will start with Gusto. So it will probably be. Exactly the same team with Gusto for Gilchrist. But I was thinking about what Justine's saying, and obviously the way Villa set up, and obviously they got those two fast forwards, and four at the back did not work against Villa's fast paced forwards on Sunday. So is Poch a big enough risk taker uh, to go, whether you call it 3 4 or 3 5, and play with three centre backs, bring in Badia Shield with Silva and Dusasi? Have Chilwell, Gusto as wing backs, have Gallagher and Casado in the middle. And I would say probably if he did that, Chukwamaker would probably be the one that would be benched. And you who, who, who would be your two up front then? Uh, you'd be probably looking at Nkunku oh. and Jackson. Well, actually, no, three at the back. So hang on. Uh, yeah. Let me. Shield, Silver Dazazi. Chilwell, Caicedo, Gallagher, um, Gusto. Palmer. So that's 
Yeah. Right, so you need another three up front, three up top. Palmer, Jackson, and Nkunku. So okay. Palmer as a, just behind the two. Yeah, so, yeah, right, I'm with you. Okay, yeah. See, that, yeah. that I, I mean, there, I, I don't know where I saw this, but th- there were certainly some rumours going around that he was thinking about three at the back. Which of well, course, I just read that why wasn't he playing three at the back yeah. rather than being rumours? Well, I, I, I definitely read it, that, you know, he was thinking of it. It's it's the best time to do it. As we, as we said earlier, Chilwell is better. You know, he, he's not as good as in four as he three at the back and playing more like a wing back. Silver is better in a three than, yeah. than a flat back four. As Justin was saying, that, I, I watch, I said, I, I watched the Sheffield United Villa highlights and I do like him as a player. But Watkins and Bailey together, which they just terrorised. It was just you know, similar to what Villa was trying to do to our defence on Sunday. Um, we've got to be really careful. We could get overrun very quickly by Bailey and Watkins if we play that flat back four. So it might be worthwhile doing the three and playing the wing back and taking the game to Villa. Mm. I, I wouldn't be adverse to, to. I mean, you know, the, I mean, this has been going on for what? I mean, fuck me. I mean, we can trace this back to Conte at Highbury at half time, can't we? I can't even remember what yep. year it was. 2016? 17? Yes. Any 2016, other? 17. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could trace it back to then. And then we and then we won the league that year because he did that. And then Tuchel did the same uh, when we won the Champions League. So Chelsea have had this kind of really weird love affair with three at the back and wing backs. Now, I mean, we and did say... Need... Hang on a minute. We did say earlier in okay. the season, didn't we, that he, we, he hasn't been able to do it because we haven't had any wing backs that are fit. But I think Gusto, you're right, Mark. I think Gusto could do it. And we know Chilwell can. So maybe... Maybe now is the time. I'd be up for that. And going back to that Arsenal game at the Emirates and we were losing 3-0, what were the Arsenal fans singing to Chelsea at that point in the game? I can't remember. I was a bit pissed. You're fucking shit. Oh, well, that's right, yeah. yeah. And what did the Chelsea fans sing on the concourse throughout that half-time? I, I, I don't remember. I was absolutely... We're, we're fucking... Oh, okay. I... And then it all changed in the second half. Uh, all I know we lost 3-1, but... Yeah. Uh, all I can say is I bumped into John Fleming just before half-time and spent the entire second half with my back to the game chatting to John, and I'd had quite a lot of beer. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember much of the singing, but there you go. Oh, so... A good afternoon sport by the football. In well, yeah, well, I I love John. It's always great catching up with him. I saw him on Saturday at the cock actually, or Sunday in the cock. I must get together and have a proper beer and a chat with him. Anyway, okay, so um, here's the thing, J.K. This is a good question for you. This is worth ten million quid a year of anybody's money. Uh, how do we bounce back from Sunday? Well, last week basically, and can we? No, we don't. We lose horribly. <laughs> Well, I, I admire your, your honesty and transparency. It's more than you get from most managers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JK, really? Really? Yes. No, not even an inkling of hope? No. Fucking hell. Well, I'll ignore you then and, t- and ask Mark instead. Mark, how do we bounce back from last week and can we? And if you say the same, I'm going home. <laughs> I nearly fell off my chair uh, I'm struggling with this one, um, <laughs> no. but but the glorious, you know, copyright Mr. Mark Worrell, Chelsea glorious, glorious unpredictability, glorious Chelsea unpredictability is there is no way on Wednesday we should get a result. Yeah. The way Villa played against Sheffield United the weekend, the form they're in at home, other than their blip against Newcastle, how how we performed away from home of late and we've just stunk the place out game after game after game so 
this should be a win for Villa on Wednesday night. But that glorious, weird Chelsea, you know, unpredictability, it's, it, it will be just typical us to nick a win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the important thing as well also is tomorrow night it's Leeds versus Plymouth, the, 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 the other replay. Now, if Leeds got a result at Plymouth, and again, it's different now, completely dressing room, you would hope that if Leeds got through and if we get past Villa, we're playing Leeds in the next round, someone would be going in there and, and explain the history, culture, Chelsea, Leeds, etc., and saying, we got Leeds in the next round. We have to get through. Leeds at home. You know. And if we got past Leeds, we're then through at the last stage of the competition. Our best chance is either get an early goal or we do them on penalties. Mm. I mean, yeah, need an early goal, yeah, if we weren't yeah. doing it. Yeah. But we're not going. If we go, be, if we go behind... Yeah, we just can't seem to come back from going beyond. We need an early goal. Oh, I agree. Well, we had an early goal against Bloody Wolves. The fat lot of good that did us. I mean, I I have to say, apart from the fact that, that, well, I mean, Villa are virtually impregnable at home. They, I mean, you know, they've got they've got some pretty raucous supporters at the end of the day, and that, that they really get behind them, and they are virtually impregnable there. And and the other thing that worries me is that our our home, uh, sorry, our away form, as I said earlier on is awful. I mean, we've lost our last six out of seven away matches, including Middlesbrough, if you remember. That that kind of does not bode well at all. Um, you know, not to mention that the, the we're coming off the back of a horrible week. But I, I kind of subscribe to your view of life, really, Mark. I mean, I'm a great believer in glorious unpredictably. And and, I, and here's the thing. I don't know. This is We're on this kind of weird cusp at the moment. Of can we keep referring back to the fact that Chelsea will often... I mean, you know, it's been going on since the 70s, as you well know, that Chelsea will lose to the people they shouldn't lose to and beat the people they shouldn't beat at all. And and I kind of... I'm, I'm a bit wedded to that whole glorious unpredictability idea. So I, I do think that we might nick a result uh, on Wednesday if in the, for the same reason that I think that we'll beat Liverpool in the Caribou Cup because nobody is going to give us a hope in hell. Everybody's going to expect us to get hammered again and I think we'll probably win that. I really do believe that. But, I mean, maybe we're on that cusp where that can all down, go down the toilet as well and be airbrushed out of football history, thanks to this the clowns that own the club. And we'll just go there expecting to lose and actually get roundly hammered because that's probably the logical conclusion. But I have to say, in my bones, I really think we might do it. And I think if we do, it'll it'll be a 1-0, and, and, you know, probably hanging on for grim death and having an awful lot of luck. Uh, or, or as you say, Mark, penalties, penalties, possibly, because we're quite good at taking penalties, aren't we? So that, I'm going to go one nil rather than the penalties. They've got, they got a good keeper. Yeah. yeah, he's good at penalties, Petrovic. Yeah, yeah. Well, as is as is Martinez, which is also worrying if we if it does end up as penalties. Uh, I am. I'm going to go one nil slash possibly pens. Like you, you are, you're going one nil slash possibly pens. You, you, yeah. Yeah, I got, you can't you can't predict you can't say Chelsea's going to lose. We support us. We support yeah, us. Exactly. To win. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, bloody, get, get the men in white. I'm getting a lot of shit on here. Uh, get the men in white coats. It's official. Chidgers lost it. Yeah, you'll all be fucking sorry after Wednesday. I shall fucking come <laughs> after every single one of you. Don't you worry about that. I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they live. They live in my head in Mixler, which is a bit strange. You were doing, you were doing your Liam Neeson taking a person. Yeah, I'll come for I you. I will find you. I will find you. <laughs> well, as I said, they all live in my head in Mixler. This is not real, remember. This is all a figment of my projective imagination. But anyway, uh, JK, what say you? You're going to go 6-1 Chelsea, of course? 
Um, I'd rather not comment, actually. No, no, you have to comment. All right. Uh, 5-0. 5-0. Fuck off. We're not Sheffield United. Wow. Oh, for, to, to, wow. To, to Chelsea? <laughs> okay all right all right all right all right five one to chelsea this is why we have five, to have two then five two this is why we have to have it on youtube if only you could see his little face at the moment yeah oh, really chidge yes are we gonna have it on youtube yeah when i can get my finger out my ass and do it yeah, might, where, where, we how might, far up is it very of course, we we might do that Streamyard thing because uh, I was on Justin's oh. podcast the other week and they do Streamyard. The West Ham chums that we've got also do Streamyard, but I have to pay what for it. What does that but, mean? Well, it means I have to pay for it, but I don't mind because it looks quite good. And basically, the we, it's like Zoom, but it's not Zoom; it's Streamyard. 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 Yes, but you do could people subscribe to Streamyard. No, no, or... no, no. It works like Mixler, so they can all write comments, and we can and we can see it on screen and all. It's it's, it's like it... having a it's like having a TV studio slash gallery on your computer. But do they see us? They see us. Yes. Do they? Yes. Wow. So I could be on here naked. Well, you, what do you mean? You could be. You you normally are. Yes. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, there we go. So. Uh, I think we should wrap it up there because I think it's descending into complete and utter lunacy, which is exactly <laughs> what this fucking football club has done to us all, for God's sake. Honestly, I, I t- look, mate, and this applies to life as well, actually. And it's a little kind of a, a loving message from your uncle Chidge here to all the, the wonderful people who listen to this show. Um, listen, yeah, we get a bit passionate and heated and I particularly get rather sweary and cross about things occasionally and say things that perhaps if I was in a more considered frame of mind I wouldn't say. Um, I do try and stay within the bounds of uh, legal decency. But we, we get upset. We get upset because we love this football club. We care about it and, and, and we, we love each other. I mean, as, as you well know, but the joy of my weekend is to meet up with these reprobates, have a few beers and have a laugh, you know, often, often ruined by the football, as I say. But the one thing you've got to have, and this applies to life as well as bloody football and Chelsea Football Club, is you have to have hope. If you don't have hope, all is lost. And we all have hope. We hope that we'll win on Wednesday. We hope that we'll win on Monday. This is why we go after every game, even though we get hammered the one before, you go back. Because that is what football is about, and that's what supporting Chelsea has always been about. Am I right, boys? Well, you can be resigned. Hang on, one at a time. One one at a time. One at a time. Sorry, I now become resigned. I, I, this is like watching in 1977-8 because you just you watch and you think there's no way they're going to win this. Let's just see what happens here. So you just sit there prepared for a, a loss. I'm sorry, that's what I'm I'm now becoming. I I just I didn't feel any emotion at all when we lost to Wolves. Yeah, but that's because week. it's a, that's a defence, mate. You see, because when we do lose, it doesn't feel as bad because you haven't lulled yourself into a of sense of us winning. A of yeah, course. I know, I know. Of course, I have to do that. You can have I you would... can have that one for free. Yeah, thank you. No, I, 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 but I knew that it wasn't as if I need. <laughs> thank you for the. Thank you for that, which would normally cost me fifty quid. But... <laughs> well, I will tell you what, <laughs> if I was charging fifty quid for ten seconds, mate, I'd be a wealthy man. But you're okay, okay. Well, yeah, but you could you could charge me for half an hour and, and just give me that one pearl of wisdom, and then say that's, that's kind of it. what I normally do. I just stretch it out for fifty minutes. To be fair, exactly, that's what you would do, and come to that conclusion <laughs> at the end. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, but that's it is, of course, it's a defence mechanism. But also, the other thing is watching the way they're playing. You can then deduce from the way they're playing that there's no fucking way that they're ever going to score or do any do better against the opposition because the opposition is playing so much better than them. 
And so this is why I'm I don't feel that they get a result on Wednesday, just yeah. because it doesn't really matter what Chelsea turn up. Villa will 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 tear but, them another one. But this is why I love this show, you see, because in spite of all the evidence to the contrary, you are the hard nosed, miserable old logic merchant, and I'm the dreamy romantic. Who fucking knew? <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought <laughs> it? <laughs> Mark, we, we, you were talking at the same time, but I desperately want to hear what you have to say. No, I, I was going to say, you, you always have hope. You, know, you don't go along saying, oh, our team's going to lose. Otherwise, you end up being like Michael Palin in Ripping Arms. And going, <laughs> Golden, going Gro- along, Golden Gordon. Golden Gordon. Going along to see Barnstoneworth <laughs> Rovers every week and coming home and smashing Barnstoneworth Rovers. <laughs> what were the players? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. They were all yeah. called the same name, weren't they? They were, they were. I, 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 I just, oh God, Look, you lot out there, while he's thinking about it, do yeah. yourselves a favour. This will cheer you yeah. right up, okay? Yeah. Go and Google Michael Palin, Ripping Yarns, Golden Gordon. It's probably one of the funniest things ever made about football. It is just, yeah. it's brilliant. And uh, all, 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 all I remember is just 8-1. It bloody it won. It bloody won. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, yeah. fantastic! Yeah. Well done, Mark. You've uh, yeah. you've made my evening with that. I've, I've got I've got the whole DVD of ripping you on somewhere. I must go yeah. and go and nab it. Yeah. I, I, I've got to go and watch it again. It yeah. Just, yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, there, there will be some team somewhere in football that loses every week. I used to play for a Sunday team. When oh, I first yeah, started my, playing. yeah, yeah. Too. And we used to lose every week. We used to lose fifteen-one every oh, yeah, week, yeah. every single week. Same as yeah. my team, mate. Yeah. Ropley Tigers. And you still go out. You still go out every week, yeah. hoping today will be the day yeah. when you win. Absolutely yeah. right, and yeah. that's what it's all about. It's what keeps us going back. Right, we should fuck off, really. We've been polluting the airways for far too long tonight. Uh, now, uh, win, lose, or draw, we will be back on Friday with me, uh, JK, and the absolutely brilliant Martin Wickham. Uh, 7.30pm, of course, we'll be reporting back on the match against Villa, and we will be previewing Monday night's match against Palace. So there you go, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Now, um, you may you may not be surprised to hear that we have had a a glut of emails uh, this last week, as always is the case when Chelsea have a stinker. So uh, somewhere between now and next, I don't know, in about the next week or two, JK and I will be definitely doing another in off your post. So we'll watch out for that. Uh, if you want your email on the show, you know what to do. Email us at Chelsea Fancast at gmail.com and you can follow the show on all the social media of course at Chelsea Fancast me at Stanford Chidge Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd and Mark at Eddie Mac B-A-W-A Mark always a delight to see you it was great fun seeing you yesterday actually I mean I, I, that, that troubadour they, they are so much fun and you put I should I mean I thank you anyway but publicly you put so much work into that I, who was it I was uh talking to yesterday we we decided to call you the sporting director of the chelsea fancast uh uh troubadour gigs because you you hire all the talent you see <laughs> i should be in charge of the recruitment policy you as are well. that, yeah you I, already are mate i i would get the i'd get the 10 million as well uh, again people didn't realize yesterday you know my stress head was on yesterday yes you 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 know you are just yeah because we had the speedy no show because of the train strike whatever so I had yesterday morning, I don't think I've said it at JK, had yesterday morning, obviously, Kenny let me know his train got cancelled on the Chilton line, but he was so adaptable, you know, he went to Birmingham National and came down on the Avanti West Coast, and he just kept me posted, and he just said, have you heard from Jock? And I said, well, I spoke to Jock on Friday, well up for it, looking forward to it. I think he was more looking forward to doing the Troubadour than actually watching the game. He was so excited, he loves talking to Chelsea, though. 
And then, then there was complete radio silence with Jock all afternoon. And I'm messaging him, I'm ringing him, and I'm thinking, oh, it, it would be so unlike Jock not to turn up. So I was just so relieved when he walked out of the reception at Chelsea and he was there because I hadn't heard from him all day. And I was sort of like crapping myself. But if we'd had Kenny, Kenny would have been brilliant on his own. Yeah. But I was just so relieved and I can enjoy the rest of the afternoon now. Jock and Kenny are here. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was great fun. Are you going on Wednesday? Uh, I, I was, but I, I've, I did an act of mercy uh, and someone needed a spare ticket in the Troubadour last night. Oh. Desperately. So I've done my charitable thing because they, they, I think, you know, at the end of the day, they go every single away game. I only go a few a season. So they needed a oh. ticket. So I, I, I helped another Chelsea supporter out. And again, also, yeah, I, I looked at the trains and like it was, it was dirt cheap. I think it's 30 quid on the train. But the last train back is 11 minutes past 11, something like that. And if that game goes to extra time and penalties, it takes half an hour to get to the Whitney yeah, station. Yeah. There's no, there's, and I don't want to stay up in Birmingham. Sod that for game soldiers. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. But lovely of you, nevertheless. Uh, JK, uh, again, great fun yesterday. Lovely to see you tonight, as always. Been brilliant as ever. Made me chuckle, which is what this is all about. Uh, are you going on Wednesday or are you logging it off to? Uh, I am... Um... I'm going to a National Youth Theatre reunion. Of course you are. Because, uh, and that was booked in weeks ago. So uh, um, when the replay occurred, I thought, well, I, I can't really let them down because there are about 10 people I haven't seen for a very long time. Some of them quite eminent actors, really? actually. Do you're not going to flash yeah. us a few names? Yeah, no, I won't at the moment okay. because he won't recognise any of them just in How case. How do you know? Don't. How do you know? I um, might. Clive Mantle? Yes. Oh, no, he's not. He's Chelsea not going. supporter. Yeah, yes, right. He's not going. Sorry, he's in Malaga. I've just realised he's not going. Um, um, well, not only did I know who it was, but I also knew they were a Chelsea supporter. And then, I can even tell you, they used to drink in the Mitre pub. Yes, well done, <laughs> well done. And he and he was in Robin of Sherwood. He played Little John. Do you remember right. that? Yeah, and Casualty. And Casualty he was in Casualty for ages as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I didn't mean literally. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly no, after I'm, a few nights out with Chelsea, he might he, have been. He used to have a tattoo of the of the lion on his arm, yeah, which yeah, I think caused a few problems when he was cast in a variety of things. Only if he, only if he had to show his arm. Indeed, indeed. Um, otherwise, a whole series of of people who've been in um, uh, the odd uh, soap here and there. Actress, actress called Annie Miles. She's been in a few things. Um, um, uh, I think Richard Hope is going. You recognise him from from tellies. He's quite a well spoken young man. Um, uh, uh, I'll get you a list when okay. when I know they're all there. I'll hold you I'm to back. that. Um, some, of, some of them at the moment are they they're just actors who keep working. But it, you know, there's a, an actor called James Simmons been at the National, but you wouldn't recognise. You wouldn't okay. know his name, but you'd recognise. They're, they're not going to impress me too much. I think is what you're saying. No, no. I, I think you would be impressed once you realise what they've been in. Okay. I think all right. Kind of thing that you would go. Oh, I've never, I haven't seen. That. I'm easily impressed, to be fair. Okay, well, I'll, I'll get definitely get you a list. All right, do that. Uh, well, you, you have you in a minute. If you hang on. You, you have you have fun being a lovey, Mark. Yeah, I've got I've got to be a lovey. That yeah, night. me and yeah. Mark will be watching it on ITV. Uh, I'm sure everybody going up there, do us proud. You know, get behind them. You know, fucking hell, strange things have happened. I, I I've got a good feeling about this, but you know, they need our support. I, I'm going back to it. You know what we said earlier on. I was quite taken aback by what Jock said about. Actually, you know, cause, and he knew what he was talking about because he he played for Chelsea when we were shit in a team full of kids, and he and he was really adamant that it can it can really 
they, it's very hard for them if if that we're not behind them and we're on their back all the time. So it made me think a bit. But uh, I know you'll do us proud up there on Wednesday. Shame I can't be there uh, and uh, enjoy I, it. I, I think I think I'd add as well. Actually, we've got six thousand up there. Yeah, it's good. Good. Good turnout. I I actually you know think you you won't have many tourists up there. I think if people. The virtual waiting room for Villa worked really well for season ticket holders and members. So I think a lot of people who wanted a ticket got a ticket. So it'll be a very strong Chelsea crowd. So yeah, yeah. good stuff. They won't they they won't have very quiet people. It should be a noisy Chelsea crowd, and they will get behind the team definitely on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right, you lot, lovely to see all the people in Mixler as always. Thank you for listening. See you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.